Hey guys, this is Cameron Rhodes with the Guided Trip Fly Fishing Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. In this episode, Dane Scott and I sit down and discuss how to get into guiding for the first time and in our opinion, what it takes to be a good guide at that. Um, so I hope you enjoy this podcast. You know, a couple times we backtrack and we go over ourselves and we ramble just a little bit, um, but there's a ton of information in this podcast and I think it's very beneficial for a young guide starting out. Um, so check it out. Let us know what you think. You can email us, theguidedtrip at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at, at theguidedtrip or um, at cameron.roads on Instagram as well. So hope you enjoy the podcast. Let us know what you think. And uh, thanks, guys. The church that I go to is is the river. I go there to wash everything away. I wish you were there <laughs> drinking rum, crying your little eyes out. <laughs> this fly that my uncle Jimmy and my grandpa perfected, they found it. They found the materials to tie it in the back of a taxi down in Andros. They just tell you bring gotchas. Don't bring anything else. When I was out there on the water with people, I was. I can feel the energy of other people, and I care about it. I think that's one of the most crucial parts of fly fishing that often gets overlooked. You know, we're jet-lagged, lack of sleep, we're half-drunk. Holding on to your nuts with one hand, you're holding on to the boat with the other hand. Shitting and tall cotton, dude. Man, this is what's going on in the world right now. You know, you're on a boat fishing down a beautiful river. Be deliberate with everything that you do with fly fishing. Yeah. Well, what do you do on your days off? I'm like, I'm on this boat. I'm rowing people down the river trying to figure out what's fishing. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't trade it, man. It's awesome. It's just BS. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, back at it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, back in... Colorado. It's cold. Snowing. Yeah. Shitty. Um, Not fishing. It is what it is. I don't know. Fucking, you know, got to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you fished the gunny a little bit when you got back. Yeah. Not and personally. I got it. Yeah, you had a couple trips. and That was not exactly a great indicator of what's happening. Right. Yeah. Caught a couple fish, so. I, I fished it once. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was okay. It yeah. wasn't great. That's kind of the vibe that I got from yeah. I mean, I had beginners both times, so yeah. it was already a challenge. But, I mean, <clears throat> fish fish got to eat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they will, and they'll stack up in winter holes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they definitely weren't stacked up in winter holes where I was at. I know that. They they seem to be when we I floated a different section than you fished, I think. They seem to be in there stacked up pretty good but there's just no bugs and they what they were eating was just like nondescript yeah basically. it's they, i think it's over yeah i mean like there's a couple spots we know where we can go catch fish but yeah that's it's um, kind of like scratching an itch barely, yeah exactly you know and then i mean i went over to the wan we kind of talked about that and yeah that's um, sick that sounded way cool i did a podcast on it i haven't posted it yet maybe i'll post it before this one yeah um but yeah it was 
it was sick i mean it was warm and a lot of bugs and it was fun i mean yeah. again scratching that itch you know it's i like, mean if there's bugs it's gonna be fun the problem yeah. is, is when it's so cold and there's no oh, bugs, yeah. it's like yeah and it's just like i mean it could warm up to you know like last week when you're fishing pretty much like it, it could warm up to 55 degrees yeah it was beautiful but it day. would be you know 10 degrees 10 degrees at night. Yeah. So it would take forever for it to warm it up. It just never gets to warm up. Yeah, you know? get a short window. Um, but um, it's just Dane and I here right now. Ryan's uh, out of town. Seems like he's been out of town a lot doing shit. I guess he's married now. <laughs> he's got he's to gotta make sure he pays his dues, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, a couple things to go over, I guess. Dane and I have been kind of talking about some different things we want to do um, with the website and with the podcast. And if you haven't been on the website, it's just theguidedtrip.com. But um, we try and post our podcast on there, which reminds me I need to post um, that Matt one on there. Oh, nice. Um, Matt Dodson. I haven't posted that one on there. Yeah. Um, But we're going to start working on the website a little bit more here. we're planning on doing is actually adding kind of um in i don't know if i'd call it like an artwork page but i mean we're gonna try and sell some things um here and there but we're gonna put our artwork on there um throughout the winter and you know we'll kind of we'll once we start getting that going we'll talk a little bit more about it but um dane's been painting a bunch and you know i've seen just some tidbits and it looks kick-ass you know i've been doing a little bit better to do yeah right (laughs) i've been doing a little bit of drawing you know here and there not much um trying you know get back into it but um so once we start getting that going you know we'll we'll tell you a little bit more about it but we've had some inquiries about the the artwork in the uh kind of where we do the podcast in the podcast room yeah in the podcast room (laughs) that's pretty much all i do in here yeah um so you know, we're just going to add that onto the website and, you know, you can email us for inquiries or whatever. If you have an idea of something you want painted or want to, we'll, we'll get into all that. Yeah. Know? But, uh, we do have that coming at some point here this winter. Um, hopefully we can get it up and rolling and get some pieces up there. We are painters too. We're not just, yeah. just starting to. Yeah, this. exactly. So. It's not like we're like, Oh cool. I just learned how to paint. I <laughs> no. took an art class at the community center, you know, like, no, like we we've studied this for a while um and we do paint and um draw and you know and so it's not like we're we're idiots Uh, yeah (laughs) we're not freaking doing toddler paintings over here but uh that'd be funny i mean some of them might look like some mine might look like that at times a lot of mine do. (laughs) i haven't painted in quite some time i just pile Um, mine up in the corner of my room yeah right um but so hopefully we'll get that going um talking to ryan a little bit um we're trying to get some pfo hats rocking and rolling he's been that's kind of ryan's deal he's been uh slacking a little bit on that end but we'll get some (laughs) hats going i don't want to shit on him because he's not here but uh we'll get some hats going because we've had some some questions about those two about people wanting some pfo hats i want Um, one yeah dude I'll, i'll sell you this pfo visor i just made 40 bucks uh, yeah pretty sweet dude i basically <laughs> cut <you>? off <laughs> made my own visor out of a pfo hat um gonna bring back the the visor game hard matt kind of matt was crushing that visor yeah dude it, dude matt dodson was crushing that visor it was a good look yeah 
I feel like I gotta grow my hair out a little bit and then get some frosted tips in there. Yeah. And freaking, you know, Remember like, that time we had that argument about whether that dude's hair was real or not? <laughs> yeah, for like thirty minutes. <laughs> he just had a visor with a wig so attached good. to it, like Guy Fieri hair. <laughs> That was sick. I think I just deleted that picture out of my phone the other day. Too. It, Maybe I still got it in there. We'll have to post that one too. Maybe do a survey. Is yeah. this real? <laughs> <laughs> we were asking everybody at the bar and trying to figure it out. We were asking the server. I mean, yeah, she was cool. It, I mean, no, she was like, really? That's what you want me to ask him if his hair is real? Like, yeah. We do. <laughs> do we look like if idiots? If you want a tip. I'd do it myself, but that guy could probably whoop my ass, so I'm not going to ask him. Should have asked his wife. Yeah. Is that hair real? That'd be a good move. Yeah. No, it would work out well. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this podcast, you know, I was thinking about it a little bit too, but um, we're going to try and do at least what I'm going to try and do. I have some stuff, you know, written out on the computer, but I'd like to try and post it as well kind of like podcast notes or whatever hey mm-hmm. you know as a blog yeah um so people can read it too and kind of get the feel of some of what we had to say and um hopefully yeah you'll kind of collaborate with that too and add some oh, shit yeah. in there um but i want to do where we do yeah like a blog post and then you can listen to the podcast as well um <clears throat> this is a subject that actually came um from instagram Um, somebody asked us about it and it's a good subject, you know, it's been covered a lot of different times, um, in a lot of different ways by tons of different people. Um, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, I don't want to add a generic name to it, you know, and make the title of the podcast some generic thing. Yeah. Always what it is, you know, the, the question was, um, pretty much, you know, how do you get into guiding? You know, how do you start getting into guiding and where to go from there? Um, and not necessarily how to be successful doing it, but we're going to add some of our own flair into yeah. it. Um, but it was mainly, you know, how do you get started? You know, as a new guide, where do you go from there? And uh, like I said, tons of people have written articles about it. There's been tons of things, you know, it's been said over and over again, but yeah. I feel like we, you know, it's a good topic for us to cover. Well, it's um, kind of a vague question really, because there's so many different ways that people go about it. And I mean, even here at this table, it's two different ways to go oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I guess we can kind of start, um, you know, how we got into guiding. Um, you know, just why, I guess, reasons why. Um, and that's, you know, that's a pretty generic question too. Yeah. Um, and we can elaborate a little bit on it, but um, I'll let you, you know, fire it out if you got it, you know, why, yeah. you, uh, why yeah. you started guiding. I think um, I've always been into fly fishing. And uh, I worked in the fly shop when I was a teenager in high school. And even then, I was like, no, I'm never going to be a guide. I like to fish too much, you know. And I think, you know, I've fished all the time, all the time, constantly. You know, I'd I'd be, like, unemployed so that I could go fishing. Right. And uh, I was young. You know, I was, like, 17, 18, just graduated high school. And, uh then right when I graduated high school, I was enrolled in college and I didn't want to go. I was like, man, I would, I'd rather just fish. And so I was kind of like, oh, I should maybe figure out how to try to make a living doing this. And, you know, it, everyone will tell you, if you're a guide, you're not fishing. So I guess at yeah. first you kind of have that, I don't know, it's like 
a notion that's not correct. So, I mean, you ne- you didn't necessarily like go like, I mean, <clears throat> even when you're fishing, you weren't like, I'm, this is, I'm going to be a guide. This is what I want to do. Yeah. No. At first I was like too super against it. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do that at all. Um, I knew I, I grew up, you know, around some guides and stuff and it was always fun to fish with them and they were always like the best fishermen I knew. And I just strive to be that good at fishing. And then I think it got to a point where it's not like fishing got boring or anything. I still love to fish, you know, fish every day if I could. But it gets to the point where it's like, okay, now I really like watching other people catch fish under my guidance. And it was just friends. Yeah. You know, it was like tying bugs for my friends that I fished with in Pueblo and like, be like, oh, it casts like this, men like this. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I could do this. So I went to guide school, which <clears throat> I hold, mean, hold to your thought. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Cause I do want to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, Is that all right? If I stop yeah. you there for a minute yeah. and we can get back into that. Totally. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll skip that for a moment. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, anyway, I went and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to move to Gunnison because I grew up around here. Um, and spent all my summers up here. My family had some property, little little cabin in the woods. and uh, With a creek right on it. Yeah. Pretty good creek. That's where I learned how to fish. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I was like, whatever. I'm just going to send it. So I moved to Gunnison with $400 in my pocket. And uh, on New Year's Eve, I blew 100 of that at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. With you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good at that. We're very good at that. Um, <laughs> I found a winter job because I moved up here, obviously, first of January. And then uh, just kind of started doing some walkway trips for the fly shop that I had been working at. And uh, just, just really, really enjoyed it from there. And then the next step is just becoming a float guide. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of yeah. the natural thing when you're around it. So I just, you know, started working on the boat certs and everything like that. And uh, now we're here. And I'm, Rest is history, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mine. Oh, I turned it down. Whoops. I was trying to turn it up. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, like feel a lot of like a lot of people get into it you know they've been fishing for a while at least i feel like our kind of our generation of guides around here yeah um, you know most people have been fishing for a long time um i've talked about it a little bit on this podcast but you know i mean same thing i grew up fishing you know and i think i got my first fly rod when i was five or six years old yeah you know and like went out to spinning reservoir opener um with my dad and um some of his buddies and Charlie Myers, I don't know. Their older folks might know who Charlie Myers is, but he used to write for the Denver Post, um, the outdoor section pretty much for fishing. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a cool um, story. And I mean, there's Charlie Myers State Wildlife Area, you know, and so I, yeah. I kind of grew up fishing with him and, um, you know, learning a lot from him. But I remember I wasn't allowed to go unless I could roll cast. <laughs> um, and I, I remember my dad got me this rod and he's like you can't go until you can roll cast you know until you can dial up a roll cast and so i remember working on that for a long time in the yard um and you know my my dad was proficient you know we'll put it that way like he could catch fish yeah um and we we did a lot of float trips growing up you know we again i've talked about on the podcast but uh i we'd build drift boats and go around and try and sell them and go float rivers yeah you know um which helped a lot, but I did a lot of spin fishing on those trips. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'd break out the fly rod because, I mean, as a kid, you know, like 
you don't want a nymph. You know, like I didn't know how <laughs> yeah. to nymph. My dad didn't want to teach me how to nymph. You know, yeah. it was like, this is too much. Yep. Like learn how to nymph. And so I'd basically, you know, float in those rivers. I'd throw the Rapala, you know, and catch a bunch of fish. And then mm-hmm. when we'd stop, I'd, you know, go wet weight or go, you know, have the waders on and go wait a little bit and go throw a dry fly. Yeah. Um, and I remember catching my first dry fly on the Snake River. I think we talked about that the other yeah. day. Yeah, we did. Uh, Royal Coachman. Um, good fly. <clears throat> very good fly. Um, but yeah, I remember, um, you know, I kind of got out of fly fishing for a little bit. You know, I kind of peaked as a kid where it was like, all right, you know, like I don't have those mentors anymore. Not yeah. anybody teaching me how to do it. Um, and so I did a lot of spin fishing, you know, kind of throughout my teenage years and a lot of bass fishing around the house and just on ponds and stuff and didn't buy any fly fishing gear. You know, I still had the same seven and a half foot, six weight St. <laughs> yeah. Croix that I got when I was six years old, Yeah. you know, and occasionally I'd take it out, but, um, I moved up here and, um, what's up? Oh yeah. Um, moved up here and it was like kind of one of those things where it was like, all right, I should probably get back into this. Um, you know, my, my dad had told me some areas to go check out up here and go, you know, I went obviously into the fly shops and talked to them and kind of got back into it. Um, you know, and, and purchased a nine foot five weight, which was a, a great purchase from the seven and a half foot six weight that I had, um, you know, get a little bit of a rod that fit me a little more, <laughs> um, you know, being freaking six, three and <laughs> I shouldn't be casting a seven and a half foot six weight on, you know, the Gunnison river. Um, yeah, I kind of got back into it and, um, you know, it still did a, a fair amount of spinning fishing up here, you know, with buddies, like if they wanted to go fish, like, you know, I'd, I had a couple spin rods and be like, here, here's some Rapalas, you know, go rip lips. And I'd grab the fly rod and, you know, throw caddis on and like hope for the best, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I didn't know, you know, I knew what I knew. I didn't know a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I worked up here for a couple of years, not guiding, just working at, um, the ski resort and, uh, you know, fished. I got in with some guides that, you know, some buddies that I knew that kind of took me in and I'd go fish with them and learn a bunch. And I learned how to nymph up here. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't know shit about nymphing. I really didn't. I knew it existed, but it was so intimidating to get into. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll make a long story short here, but, uh, I was, uh, let go from my job at the mountain. Um, <laughs> there were some stipulations there, but I was let go. And, um, because of the stipulations, actually, I filed for unemployment and I was on unemployment and I did a ton of fishing, you know, and yeah. just fishing, floating, just hunting, anything I could do, you know, and, um, I kind of milked the unemployment for a minute because I was like, dude, this is sick. I mean, there's kind of a common theme here is like, you got to fish. Yeah, exactly. You got to sacrifice a lot. And, um, yeah, I mean, I kept kind of talking to the fly shops and I finally got a couple walkway jobs, you know, and at first it's like, it's intimidating where they're like, Oh, here's four anglers and <laughs> just you. you yeah. <laughs> and it's just you with four anglers. Like, Oh great. I got to go find some gear. <laughs> you know, like it's like, Oh shit, I'm screwed here. But, um, yeah, you know, during unemployment, I did that a little bit here and there and made, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there. And, um, I went, you know, like if I'm going to do this, which I always wanted to do, you know, I was like, this mm-hmm. is, this is kind of a thing I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to go about it. Yeah. Um, 
and I got in with a buddy and he, you know, I got my first job for a rafting company doing some fishing trips, you know, some walkway fishing trips and they're not known for their fishing. Yeah. But um, you know, it's, but it was money and it was like, I got into it. Um, but I remember, you know, when I started getting into it, my dad would tell me, he's like, Oh, you don't want to be a fishing guy. Like that's, (laughs) you don't want to do that. He's like, there's no money in fish guiding. And I remember telling him, I go, you know, I want to make my toys, my tools. Yeah. And you know, I love fishing this much and I want to be doing it. And I want to dedicate everything I got to being a guide and being good at it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I started just, you know, getting into guiding, but, um, you know, just kind of where our heads at getting into guiding, why we did it. Yeah. Um, you know, both of us kind of knew right off the bat, you know, like there's not money in it. No, you know, you like, do this you're you, rich bitch. for a couple months out of the year and yeah. you feel like a baller, you know, you're like, this is sick, you know, and like, then all of a sudden your money's gone in November and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> now what? Um, but yeah, I do want to go back to what you said about how you started kind of guiding a little bit and learning more about guiding. Yeah. Um, so the question basically was, you know, where do you, where do you start? Like, how do you get into it and what's the best way to kind of, you know, get jobs? Um, yeah, I think that that's a, I mean, it's a tough question to answer. For it sure is, but because, you know, let's just start kind of what you did. Cause I stopped you there. Yeah. Um, because we did it completely different ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead. You can pick up kind of where you <laughs> left off there. Um, so, I mean, not a lot of people know this, but my grandpa started the fly shop that I worked at, um, and so I guess if I wanted to from the beginning, I could have just been like, yeah, I'm going to guide here. You know, I was kind of lucky in that sense. But I remember thinking like, man, the dudes that at the time were guiding there, um, they were, you know, in my eyes, they were really good at what they were doing. And I didn't want to come in and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to guide now for because my grandpa owns Yeah. This. You know, I didn't I didn't want to be that kid. And so, which is very respectable. I was like, you know, I'm going to go to guide school because I need, I feel like I needed to have something, you know, like something. So explain what a guide school is. Well, okay. There's two different ones in Colorado and I've done both. So the one that I went to was not a float fishing guide school, which if, if I look back on it, doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah. Because Truthfully, I mean, I'm not going to knock all these guide schools out there, but it doesn't teach you how to deal with people. It doesn't teach you how to deal with the things that actually come up on guide trips. and Some some do, or they say they do. Yeah, and this one said that they did. You know, it was Orvis endorsed, whatever, yeah. you know. And it's like, what I came away with was like, man, there's a lot of dudes in that class that actually probably aren't good enough fishermen, and they don't understand, you know, bugs and that stuff, and... I got so into it when I was, you know, in high school, I was like, you know, taking college entomology and like going and taking these classes and getting super into bugs. So like that part, you know, I understood. And there was a lot of of nuances of guiding that obviously you don't understand unless you're a fishing guide. Yeah. I think that that's, that's what guide school claims they're going to teach you when you do that. So walk through like. So we don't get too far ahead of ourselves on some yeah. of these things. Cause so Dane and I, you know, had a couple beers last night and talked a lot about this, you know, and, um, we should have done a podcast then, you know, we should have <laughs> yeah. recorded a lot of that. Um, so we are kind of trying to 
put this all back into place where yeah. where it should be. Um, so bear with us a minute. But before we get too far ahead, talk about like how you found the guide school. What made you decide to go there? Okay, yeah. Um, and what a day consisted of of the guide school, so that like people can understand if hey, this, I want to go to a guide school. This is what I want to do. So like what your experience yeah. in the guide school. Um, and then we can go from there. So I decided to do it, like I said, because I, I wanted to have like something on my resume that would like indicate that I was serious about being a guide and not just like some kid that shows up and thinks that he's the jam. But I mean, it, it it's even after that, you know, I remember thinking I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I got this figured out. But in reality, you don't. But anyway, at guide school, you'd go out, right? And they would... Uh, How'd you find it? Did you search online, like guide school, like fishing I guide think, school in Colorado? I think the or? original search was how to become a fishing guide. Okay. Right. And uh, <clears throat> and that was one of the things that was recommended by Google. Yeah. And I mean... Which is so yeah. funny to say at yeah. this point. But, right. I mean. How to be a fishing guy. But Ask I mean, Jeeves. You know, <laughs> you know like, I thought that it was interesting, a lot of the answers on there. Like, it was like the Yahoo yeah, questions or whatever. Yeah. And people were like, like, dude, don't do it. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah. But how do I do it if I want to? Yeah. And so I found the Orvis one, which was uh, over in Vail. Uh, fly fishing out or yeah, fly fishing outfitters over there. And, uh, so I went and did it and it was a week long thing, right? And the, you stay in a hotel with a bunch of other dudes that are trying to be fishing guys yeah. and, and girls. There was only two in my class, but, um, yeah, you would go out and there would be like an instructor and he would go over all this, that, and like logistics and things like that, which is different anywhere you guide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I obviously don't guide there, so that didn't really apply, but basically you would go out to the river and this is in like high water when this is happening. It's in like late May, early June. That's usually they do it before season. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they hire their guides to teach yeah. it. So they'd hire out of that class, or like, if yeah, they would. They would like, yeah. like they offered me a spot on their roster, but yeah, over there you're like number we thirty. Did, Patrick Blackdale and I did a, a podcast early, early on, and I think it's like maybe episode three or. four four i some i don't know somewhere around there maybe five i think it's actually five but they were doing guide school up in three rivers yeah. and so it's not a bad one to listen to as well because patrick kind of goes over what the guide school consists of a little bit but i bet theirs is cool um, i don't know much about it but yeah i mean we'd go out to the river and i did meet one of my best friends there um and so we just kind of grouped up every time and it was like hey you're gonna guide your buddy to a fish right which like, it seems dumb it when is, you think about it. It is, dude, because you get these, for the most part, these people in this class were like decent anglers. There was definitely some where I was like, man, you got, you don't, you know, a lot how, of work you don't do. know how to fish. Yeah. But, you know, Mike and I knew how to fish. We knew how to roll cast, back cast, knew how to rig up nymph rigs and yeah. all that stuff. And so I'd be like, here you go, buddy. Here's a sweet run. I'm going to yeah. watch you fish it. You give them real shitty flies and you're like, good <laughs> yeah. luck. <laughs> that was the thing is like, we didn't even tie on the flies. It was just, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, the way that I saw it at the time was like, this is just good for my resume. Yeah, for sure. It seems dumb when you're doing it. Yeah. Where you're like, well, this seems dumb, you know, like. 
And, you know, maybe it is good for your resume, especially... I, mean, I think, the, like, I mean, if you took... I, I definitely believe it could be good for your resume. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they offered me a job in Mongolia. Oh, did they? Yeah, but at the time, you know, I was I was uh, uh, 18. Yeah. And I was like, dude, just so intimidated by that. And yeah. now, I mean, that was one thing. Thinking that, back. Thinking back, I would have been, like, all over it, yeah. you know? Um, because they they just have so many connections, being an Orvis endorsed yeah. thing. And... Uh, they, yeah, they offered me a job with their thing, and then they offered me a job in Mongolia, kind of. I mean, it was like, we got a spot in Mongolia if, yeah. you, if you want it. And I was like, uh, I don't know, which sounds dumb now. but So did time, you do, like, did you do it? And we've talked about this a little bit, but not into depth like this, but, like, did you do classroom training? Like, yeah. Did they work on, like, currents yeah. and, like, where to f- look for fish yeah, and, totally. you know, where we, fish hide? And We had an entomologist come out. But th- this is the weird thing that I, I thought about it was we would have, like, a casting class. And it's like, really? Like, why are we doing a casting class? You know, I thought that we were supposed to know that Yeah. before we came here. Or we'd go, like, do casting. But maybe they're trying to, you know, like in a roundabout way, like teach you how to teach people how to cast. I mean, I think that that was the idea by but watching, it, but the instructor it, it ended up being just a bunch of dudes casting in a field and yeah, no, seeing like, how far they could cast. No, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And no pointers on like how to make it, yeah. like how to show somebody. Yeah. How to cast. And that's huge. And that's, you know, and that, that's a big part of what you do as a fishing guide. You know, even if you have, a so most of or, like what I'm kind of getting at is like, yeah, you said it earlier, like a little bit, but, they didn't really teach you how to deal with certain situations yeah, I and mean, how to deal with, you know, how to teach somebody something. They're basically teaching you how to fish. Yeah. It turned into that kind of, and like the entomology thing, which, you know, like I said, I had like taken on my own time and studied so much entomology. We had this entomologist come out and he's like showing us bugs. And I'm like, wait, I thought we were supposed to know that already. Like, yeah. Like you should know what a caddis is. If you're going to be a fishing guy. Yeah. You know, I would think, you know, but I guess, I mean, it's good, you know, like, I mean, to teach that, I guess they were just coming at it from a standpoint of like really, basically like no one knows anything. Yeah. We're going to teach them everything in a week long class and you're going to be a guide. And then, you know, enough now that that's, that's a weird way, isn't it? Yeah. It's a weird way. So, so yeah, it was like that, you know, and we did like all these days seven days in a row of like half classroom, half on the river, half classroom, half yeah. on the river. And they would show you currents and seams and eddies and all this and that. And uh, then you'd go, you know, fake guide somebody and yeah. catch some fish. But and, you never did any floating, just walking. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. floating. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there are some classes that do like incorporate floating yeah, into they, it. They actually do. They have a second week that you could do that and get your certs or what so like do the hours we'll explain this for you too like in colorado like not all places are like this but in colorado you have to have um whitewater certification to to be a commercial guide even a fishing guide yeah so what a lot of people do around the valley here you know which i did as well and dane's done as well you know and most fishing guides around here they take a whitewater certification class um, and basically you just run whitewater for a week. <laughs> like what? Half a day. On an yeah, frame? exactly. And you yeah. do half a day on an oar frame. And like, I mean, basically you just learn how, like, here's what could go terribly wrong and we're going to help you get out of it. And we'll show you how to do it. Which and I we'll think that part show helpful. you lines and you know, what, what lines to take. Um, but some classes will do that where like they can get you 
your start on your cert. Yeah, I mean, you can do one through them that's in a drift boat. Yeah. Um, and it's all 50 hours with an instructor. Yeah. And so from there, you can go, and if you can get a boat and get a fly shop to, to hire you, you can, yeah. you can figure I out. I think the whitewater course is, is good because you do learn a lot. Like, Well, especially on, on Colorado rivers. I mean, for the most part, every river that you can float fish here in Colorado has some pretty nasty rapids yeah. on it. And you, you know, I, I like that aspect where you can learn a lot of those things and learn rigging and learn how to pull boats yeah. off rocks yeah, and, you know, learn how really to make cool. Z drags and blah, blah, you know, and be able to get out of sticky situations and learn good lines because yeah. as a fishing guide, you know, I think like, you know, it, whether you're going to float or not, you know, it's still a good course to take. Yeah. Um, and have that certification, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would, um. I would probably recommend doing the whitewater way, honestly. I think that it's a lot more geared toward what can actually go wrong on a boat. Yeah. Um, because, obviously, they don't want you to go flip a drift boat Yeah. in one of those classes. So, again, I, I don't want to get ahead too far. Um, yeah. But, you know, what I get out of it when we have talked about it, too, is like, yeah, and you're saying it now, you know, a lot of it is they're teaching you how to fish. Yeah. You know, and you already knew how to fish. If you're green, you know, if you've never fly fished a day in your life, you know, or maybe a couple times you go, I want to try this out, and you got the money to do it, you know, it's not bad having the experience. No. Right? You know, and no, learning a little bit about it. There was a lot of people that, like, came away from that class, and they were like, man, that was great. Yeah, or, you know, like, I don't know if this is for me, but that was great. You mm -hmm. know, like, it was good learning that. Um, I think some pointers, you know, that I want to touch on or some, just some points, not pointers, um, that I'd say touching on with the guide school a little bit and you can, I, I haven't done it, but you can correct me or if not, like, I think it's a great way. Like, again, if you're green to get into guiding and kind of learn a little bit about the scene. I think that that's a, that's an excellent point because and, you are working with guides. Yeah. So, you know, the opportunity is, and it's a great way to like get a job yeah you could definitely get a job right off that. the bat right off the bat for sure um and now how many trips you're gonna actually yeah. get uh, but that's anyway you yeah. know i mean you know you might not get all the trips right off the bat and you know i mean i guess you, anywhere you go anywhere yeah. you go about it you're never yeah. gonna get all the trips um and i mean they're all over the country you know and all of them have different types yeah um, there's float fishing ones, like you said, there's walking and some of them incorporate the float fishing. Yeah. And I would say to, uh, you know, if you're looking to be a Colorado guide, probably don't take a Montana guide school. Yeah. Because you're not going to learn you're not shit gonna, about rowing. And, and they're not going to count what yeah, you did rowing. That's exactly right. So here's the thing for all you Colorado guides out there, or people wanting to be guides, I think we we talked about it, but yeah, I think one of the, a lot of people around here, you know, at least in the Gunnison Valley around this area, like a lot of people, you know, if they decide they want to get into guiding, they can do walkways. Yeah, you can do walkways, but yeah. a lot of people will go and take the whitewater certification course and get whitewater certified, so that way you can float a boat commercially fishing. Yeah, because otherwise you can't. And there's two different. There's trip leader. And we'll abbreviate, you know, here and there, we'll talk about TL. We just yeah. call it TL, um, trip leader. But basically, you can be a guide, and then you can be a TL. Yeah. And being a guide is basically like you got your certs. You know, you got 
you pass the course. Yeah. Being a TL, you have to have 500 river miles, 250 have yeah. to be commercial, and 250 have to be private. Yeah. And then hours aren't really anything. No. It's just miles. Yeah. It's If you pass the class, it's 50 hours as an instructor. Yeah. And that's they build that into the <clears> curriculum. <throat> so if you go yeah. every day, you're going to get that. Yeah, you'll get your TL pretty fast. Um, I mean, sometimes it can take a while. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I mean, in that whitewater course, you know, they'll do – you might do two or three runs a day down the Taylor River yeah. and yeah. down the Gunnison. And, you know, you might be, yeah, doing two or three runs a day and, you yeah. know, getting your miles. They're trying to stack up miles because a lot of those whitewater courses, and we'll tell you about this because a lot of those whitewater courses, when you take the whitewater course, they want you to be a whitewater guide. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of Colorado is. There's a ton of whitewater. And so they, they think you're taking the whitewater course, you're going to be a whitewater guide. And, in my opinion, it's almost best not to tell them yeah, I that you're going to be a fishing guide. I wouldn't say because they're not going to treat you the same. No, um, and they're going to be like, "Well, this guy isn't going to even work for us anyways. You know, why would we want to train him?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm paying for the course. That's why you train me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, but that's a great way just to get your boat certs like right off the bat. That's what I would. You do. know, that's what I would recommend. Go do whitewater class, and most of those happen in May and June when it's high water. Yeah. Um, so they can put you through the, the I think, test. I think mid-May is when they do the one here. And there's, I mean, there's companies all over Colorado, all over the West that do this, but Colorado is different because you have to have those certs to float commercially yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, Montana and Wyoming, and you don't And you can take to. those certs to Montana, and they're going to be like, we don't freaking care. Mm-mm. You can take Wyoming, we don't care if you, you got, got white water certs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you got a boat, you're in, yeah. you know, or you're not in, who knows. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guide school... I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to mean to interrupt you there if you're no, going mean, a little bit further. I was just touching on a couple of things. I think that it's a good tool um, for sure if you're really, really just not sure and have no connections. Um, that's a good way to make connections, and I'd say that's probably the best the best way to make connections Yeah. Um, at first. when you do, If you don't know anybody. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if if you're, you're fresh green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, like – I kind of did a little bit of research on guide schools, you know, while we were, while I was writing out some of these things. Um, and you know, they're pretty descriptive when they do tell you, um, but like what the curriculum in the course, but what I would suggest, you know, not even taking course, but what I would suggest is out of common sense, you know, if you're just getting into it and want to take a guide class, I would ask a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd ask, you know, even though it says it on the website, I would ask about certifications for that area. Are you doing CPR and first aid? You know, yeah. is that included in the class? Like, Which because you, you need for any guiding in Colorado. For any guiding in Colorado, and I'd say most of anywhere, I would think you need CPR and first aid. Yeah. Are they going to teach a CPR and first aid class? Is that included? Which they did. But nice. Yeah. I was, I was wondering that. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like any CPR first aid class. It's a half a day. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Yeah. Um, but I'd ask a ton of questions, you know, um, and kind of look over the curriculum. Because, I, I mean, you can you can literally go to Google and type in fly fishing guide school. Oh, and you'll get so many. It's and, ridiculous. I mean, they're all over. All over. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, if we hit some some major points about the guide school – you get in quick and you know people. 
Yeah. And you can know a company. Yeah, you got connections. Two, you know, you might get work right off the bat. Yeah. You get some. They could hire you right off the bat or at least people know you. But, I mean, that's that's also the gamble is if you travel to go to guide school, then now you got to figure out how to It'd be interesting going to guide school now. Yeah. No, it would suck. You would, you'd be like, what are you talking? You know what about? I mean? Like, I mean, okay. So what? What did you? Did you take anything away where you were like, whoa, I didn't know. Like, this is gonna help me be a better guide. No, you know, like you didn't take anything away no. from it. No, dude, because it got so weird. Because there was a lot of people in there that like, they probably weren't good enough fishermen and hadn't spent enough time fishing that they probably honestly weren't ready to be guides did you talk to some of those people and why they were doing it or yeah just yeah and it's i mean you know it's kind of a trendy thing to be doing yeah especially these days be a a fly fishing guide and at the time it was just like gaining popularity and and you know if you're somebody that really likes to fish and you, you know obviously you look up to guides and you know kind of put them on a pedestal in my mind i did more than i should have oh yeah for sure um and i think that i don't I need yeah. to write something down. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think I get what you're saying where like you put them on a pedestal and you but you didn't think you should have put them on such a high one. Well, not now. Yeah. But at the but, time. Ah, it's hard because like I want to think about that. I want to yeah. I need to write it down because I want to think about it because I want to touch back on it. Sorry. Well, I, mean, I don't I mean guess, to interrupt. I yet. guess all I mean by that is like you know, from what I saw and from what I've seen now, is there's really good guides, and there's guides. That's that, where I'm heading. That yeah, aren't great. And, and I want. Yeah, that's where I'm heading. And you, I guess, you know, if you're just if you're just getting into it, or if you're just a hobby fisherman, it's hard to it's hard to wade through the bullshit a little bit on that one. That's where I'm heading. Yeah, that's that's why so, I wrote it down. But um, there's a lot that you learn. You learn more about guiding when you become a fishing guide. Yeah, than any other way, obviously. Okay, so because my first trip, dude, I was horrified. Oh yeah, Fucking I mean that's the way it goes. Um, just like beside myself, dude, couldn't sleep before it. Just oh like, yeah, oh, and man, I I do that before a lot of guide trips. I mean, you it think, still happens. You think about a good fishing day for happens. yourself, and you're like, oh, man, if we don't go out here yeah. and get a good fishing day for both of these people, then what? The oh, yeah. I'm not- I mean, I still do it to this day. So, um, yeah. let's see. I mean, guide school could be good. You know, I would overall recommend it, I, I would say. Like, it, it, if anything, it's— You came in with a little bit of advantage because you had a, a big a fishing background. Yeah. And you knew a lot about it. I would say that the, the connections that you can gain from it yeah. are, are really are important. Huge. Yeah. Because if you don't know anything and you want to find out how to be a guide, yeah. you can sit there and pick these fishing guides' brains. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can stand out in the and class. They're in and they're in the class. Like, yeah, exactly. And they'll be like, hey, man, you know, we'd like to offer hey. you— Number 30 on our roster. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. are number 30. We're going to give you five wait, trips this Wait year. five years and you could be number 28. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Like, okay, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but yeah. do you want to touch on anything more about kind of the guide school? Because I have that written down, guide school. Because um, we have different – I think that was – We started different ways. That's pretty much it on that. You know, I don't want to like trash That's all i got to say but, about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, do it if you have – if you're really just trying to figure it out and you have the time just to just do it and money. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's not cheap, right? It, it's not cheap, but it's not necessarily like, 
going to ruin you. Do you think you got your money's worth? Let's put it that way. That's a good way to explain well, it. Well, at the time, yes. Yeah. But looking back, that's the thing is hindsight's twenty twenty. You yeah. know, I'm not trying to be a Monday morning quarterback or anything. Yeah. But, <laughs> nice. you know. I got to take a pee. I'm going to pause this. Yeah. All right. Bathroom break complete. You guys, it was a short bathroom break for you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> took a minute for us. Um, so, I mean, guide school is a great option. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. You, yep. I mean, 10 yep. out of 10 would, would do? Would recommend. Okay. Especially. That's, that's good to know. Especially if you can either find one that's a combination, float fishing and like what I did, or if you just wanted to go to the, you know, the boat cert thing. But yeah. I mean, any, any, I mean, any combination. I think my dad did one in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, and did just did it for fun. Yeah. You know, just wanted to learn how to row a boat better and wanted to learn how to fish better and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I mean, he took it. and I've never done a float fishing one, so I don't it, know what they yeah, would say. I, mean, I, I wonder what we would have to yeah. say about it'd it. It'd be interesting. You know, we've talked about this quite a bit, not on the podcast, but, you know, like if we were to hire a guide or, you know, now it's like go to guide school. Yeah, what are you looking for? Yeah, you know, like it'd be interesting to show up and like, you know, kind of be like, oh yeah, I don't know much, you know, like yeah. and show up for guide school and see what happens just yeah. to see. But I'm like, oh, that's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would not put my I shit like that. Definitely not do it that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we don't need to go too far into that. Um, you know, so, I mean, Dane and I, took different approaches um you know back then we didn't we knew of each other we didn't really hang out too much yeah um, you know i'd see you in the shop occasionally um but at that time i wasn't really hanging around the shop too much yeah um but you know i brought it up earlier like i i got in with a couple guides that you know that were just buddies and you know we'd just go fish yeah and you know they didn't they teach me some things here and there, but most of it was just us fishing. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I went on unemployment, it was, um, you know, I just fished a lot, you know, I'd bought a boat at the time. Um, I just bought a boat from the old fly shop owner, Yeah. you know, and I bought this boat that had been around for 15 years. You know, I paid three grand for it with this trailer <laughs> that barely even fucking went forward <laughs> You know, let alone trying to back it up. I mean, it it was maybe three inches off the ground. Yeah. You know, and every put in, you just scrape the put in across, you know, <laughs> and just clear all the rocks out. And I mean, it was just, you know, it, it did what it needed to do. Um, and I didn't have, you know, certs or anything. I just had the boat and I was, I knew what I knew. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, you know, I'd start rowing it and, um, you know, I'd go out and, and fish, you know, whether I was with somebody or alone. I mean, I'd run my own shuttle. We were talking about that last night. You know, I used to run bike shuttles for yeah. myself just so I could go float the river alone. And I'd just go anchor up and go fish. Yeah. Um, and learn the river a lot. Um, and just try and row the river and learn the river. And, um, you know, one of my buddies, Jared, he was actually thinking about coming over here tonight. I don't think he is anymore, um, but <laughs> he's thinking about coming over and having a couple of beers. But he, he used to guide, um, and, you know, he got out of guiding. He goes, I, I ended up hating it. I hated the fact that I could never fish, and I just started hating fishing, and so I quit guiding. 
And I, you know, at the time I was like, well, that's stupid. How could you ever hate it? Yeah. You know, like you're an idiot, you know? And now looking back on it again, it's like, well, I could see that, you know, like it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Um, You know, I've always told myself if that ever happens, I'm out. That's when it's time to be done. Yeah, I'm done. Um, But he actually called his old company and was like, hey, you know, um, I got this kid. He wants a guide. I know you guys need fishing guides, you know, like, and yeah, I went on my first walkway trip and yeah you know it was a shit show and like (laughs) i mean i didn't know a ton you know i just knew a little and just started doing it that way but i did i just did a lot of fishing um that's what it boils down and i kind of i got in with the guide service and started doing you know the rafting and got you know certs and everything and i was just doing um i was just doing scenic rafting trips down the gunnison yeah to get miles and get my certification so i could become a trip leader yeah and that took a lot of time i mean i was doing two three days on the gunny you know like just rowing the gunny because i was like ah screw the taylor you know like whatever i don't want to go yeah put people's lives in danger right now like let's just do some laps you know like let's do two three laps a day you make freaking 20 bucks a trip and you're like perfect (laughs) that was great you don't even get tipped hardly like sometimes somebody would give you a five dollar tip you're like thank you sweet thanks. you know like i mean the 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 rule is you know like i mean what's the difference between a pizza and a raft guide, you know, a pizza can feed a family of four, like a raft guide can't. Um, and so I was just doing a lot of rafting trips, um, but fishing, you know, in the afternoons and taking my boat out and fishing and just going walking and learning a lot of the river. Um, and just trying to get good, you know, at that, you know, learning the river and learning about the area. Um, and I'd see guides every day you know, out there fishing and I'd see him pass me every day, you know, and I'd be out there every damn day, you know, fishing as much as I could. Yep. Um, cause I was, you know, again, I was on unemployment and so it was like, well, you know, like I'm trying to hone my craft before I get a real job, you know, like yeah. I want to figure this out while I got the time and I am getting a couple bucks from unemployment. Well-deserved, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, and so we have a completely different way we actually start work and kind of learn how to guide, but I would do occasional walkways. Yeah. You know, and then occasionally I would get, you know, I, I, I guess I wasn't doing floats then, but I remember one day and we talked about this last night, but one day I was running a, you know, just a scenic gunny float with like 10 people on my raft, you know, like freaking just paddling them down the river and just trying to, you know, just, but just learning how to row the river and learning where the rocks are and learning where the shelves are, learning the best lines. And the whole time I was looking, I was just looking for fish, you know, and I talk fishing to everybody and be like, well, you know, I want to be a fishing guide and like, you know, Mm -hmm. and just talk about like, some bugs or wildlife or, you know, oh, I just saw a fish come up, you know, keep looking over here. Maybe we'll see a fish, blah, blah, blah. Like, and just kind of, you know, live in that. Like, yeah. I'm going to be a fishing guide someday. Yeah. You know, someday this is all going to pan out yep. and it's going to work. Uh, but I did a lot of really shitty floats, you know, just trying <laughs> to get miles to get yeah. my certification because I knew, like, I needed to have TL before I could move forward as a fishing guide. Yeah. I need to have my miles. Definitely. Um, and so one day I was running a just a scenic float, and we stopped at the Whitewater Park, and this guy comes up. Um, he's a guide. I'm, I'm not going to say his name yet. I mean, I'm sure people know him, but I'm not going to say his name. 
I mean, what do you think? Should I? I mean, he's my boss. <laughs> is he gonna like? Hmm. Okay, well, this guy Jason Booth um, walks up and he's like, he's the dude you want to work for. Um, just from the word around town at the time is like, hey, this is the dude, yeah. you know, and it still is, but you know, he's he's got the trips. He brings in the clients. You know, he's the best fishiest. You know, some bitch out there. Yeah, he's got a he's got that reputation. He's got a big reputation. I mean, the yeah. dude freaking guides Pat Dorsey. Yeah, you know, he guides Pat Dorsey. Yeah, he does. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, but he walks up to me in the parking lot. We're there at the Whitewater Park, and he goes, "Hey, I see you out there fishing every day." I'm like, "Yeah, man, I, I try and get out there." And he goes, "What the hell are you doing running rafts?" I go, "I'm getting my miles. I'm trying to get my miles." And he goes, "Good for you." He goes, "You want to work for me?" I go, "Yeah, I do." And he goes, "All right, I'll call you." And he got my phone number, and maybe two, three days later, I got a call. Hey, you got a trip? I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. What do you mean I got a trip? You know, like, oh, God. And, I mean, my boat's not ready. You know, it's not client ready. I don't have all the gear I need. I don't have extra life jackets. I don't have, you know, my first aid kit. I don't have all this shit that I'm supposed to have. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason I kind of got that job is because i was fishing all the time mm -hmm. and i was going into shops and i was you know talking to people and i was always on the water and i built a reputation for being on the water all the time yeah and i remember him telling me he goes i see you out there every day and i go yeah yeah you know like i, I enjoy it you know i want to be a fishing guide and he goes well i only hire people who fish yeah and he goes i don't want somebody out there who doesn't fish Absolutely and I see not. you on the water every day. And he goes, I'm willing to take a chance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he took a chance. And, you know, my first trip didn't go bad. You know, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. But it didn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, you know, Jason came by on his boat and handed me a box of flies. You know, like, he got me an extra life jacket, you know? Like, he helped me put oh, yeah. together my freaking first aid kit. Classic he, boothy. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. And he drops off a box of flies in my boat. Like, here, take these. Rolls over. I start putting on flies, you know? I'm like, I don't know what the hell's working, man, you know? Like, I'm used to throwing worms. I don't know what's working. <laughs> Patch rubber legs and worms. It's not working? What the hell? Um, they must not be eating. And, you know, we caught some fish. It was an older dude, just one dude. You know, he hooked it up with just one dude. He didn't. That's um, that's a good move. You know, he didn't really set me up to fail with two people. Yeah. Um, he hooked it up with one dude. And, like, you know, we talked about last night, too. That guy has an eye for guides. He really does. And he can tell when somebody has it, when somebody doesn't. Yeah. And he will He'll give you a chance. He'll give you a shot. He's not afraid to cut you loose, though. Oh, he's not. No way. And I wouldn't be either. But, um you know, we got into it completely different ways where I learned a lot just from like taking these shitty walkway trips with four people and yeah. doing all this stuff. But, you know, when I worked at the mountain, well, I wrote this down too, cause it was interesting. We brought it up, but, um, I worked at the mountain and we, I was a, a manager at the mountain. So we had to take a lot of courses, mm -hmm. you know, and customer training or customer service training and shit like that. And it was like, I think that helped a ton yeah with dealing with clients yeah that that definitely does because but that's what the job is it never like you never get used to it like i mean you start to learn ways to deal with clients yeah 
but you know, I took a lot of shit for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, fuck, how do you deal with this? You know, like, how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, like it started out where like, we talked about this too. And like, we'll just kind of walk down some of these notes, but confidence. That's the key. And I remember walking into my first guide trip, four person walk away to whatever. And I took them, you know, the backside of the river and like, it was fishing good at the time. Yep. You know, and I've had it figured out, and we were just freaking nailing fish, dude. Like, I mean, it was unreal. And, like, you didn't even have to try. Yeah. But, like, you could, you walked in with confidence. Like, and I that's, remember getting told that, like, dude, if you walk in scared, your clients feel that. Yeah, dude. Your clients I mean, can they, feel they it. They know. Yeah. It's easy to see, too. I mean, I see a lot of these really green guides, and I'm like, I can see it from a mile away. That there's no confidence on that boat. It's like, oh, man. Like, you need to but, be a captain. All right, let's try, and, let's try and put this all together where we're not, like, again, jumping too far ahead. We'll try and keep lining this out for everybody. But, okay, let's say you do these things, you know. you And basically what I had, you know, written down for kind of my story was just fish. Yeah. Just fish a ton. Well, that's learn everything thing. about it. Because I, I mean, I never got past guide school. Yeah. With, with mine, you know, like my, I went and worked for the shop, but I worked in the shop, and I did very occasional walkway trips. And so, you know, but that's how you got to start. You have, you know, to. a lot I of these people, you, you know, a lot of these guides you hear on podcasts, like most of them, almost all of them, will say like, you don't deserve respect. You know, you got to earn it. You do. You know, and that's how it goes. Because when you first start guiding, like, you can't walk in and be like, hey, I'm going to run the fucking show, and I'm going to be the best guide out here, and I'm going to get all the trips, and I'm going to catch <laughs> that, all the fish, and I'm going to catch the biggest fly. fish. It never happens. Never and if you will. walk into a place that you start working for and do that, you're out. I yeah. mean, in my opinion, I'd get you out. Yep. They, like, that's you're done. How, that's how they all are. They yeah. don't want that You're done. Shit. We don't want that. No. Um, but you earn it, you know? So, like... When you walk in, yes, confidence is key, but too much confidence can ruin it. Mm-hmm. Too much confidence can ruin your time and ruin your career. Absolutely. As a guide. Yeah, you want to be humble, but you want to be confident in your ability. In with your, your ability. With yes. your clients. Yes, exactly. With your clients. You Not, don't want to be overzealous, you know, and no. tell them that you're going to catch a bunch of fish. Nope. Never. You never tell them. And it's you be know, a good day. What I started learning was like, you know, like I started doing that on the phone, you know, early in the career where it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to catch fish. You know, like we're going to catch fish. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, yeah. And then you go a day where you're like, you don't catch that many fish. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, I told these people we're going to catch fish. You know, and I, <laughs> I told them all this stuff. I told them it's been good. You know, I told them fishing's great. Blah, blah, blah. And like, now we're not catching fish. Oh, no, I'm screwed. And you are. Yeah. But if you learn how to deal with that, where you go, like nowadays I tell people, I go, look, I'll put you in every situation. I can imagine to catch a fish. Yep. It's up to you after that. Yeah, I mean, you You know, you can't be like, oh, it's fucking amazing. We're going to catch 100 fish. No, that's a dumbass thing to say. I always just tell people it's going to be a good day. So this is going to be the hard part of the podcast where we don't, like, jump all over the place and talk about this. Um, But, yeah, having a little confidence is great. Crucial. Well, we've, here's a good way to transition into this a little bit. If you are wanting to be a guide in, I would say in both our opinions, but I'll say my opinion to start 
is you have to be willing to drop everything. If you want to be proficient at what you do and you want to make this a career, then you literally have to drop everything. Yeah. And you you have to make it life. And we talked about last night, but there's no balance. Everyone says, oh, you got to have balance. You got to have balance. At the start, there's no balance. I think even still, you know. In my, yeah. I mean. in Yeah, in our opinion, yes. I mean, even still. We also don't have wives or kids or anything. But, but that's by design. Exactly. We so, made it that way. I mean, I, I've had relationships fail about it. And it's like, you know, if you, that's, that's the thing is you put in as much work as like some high-end business dude, but you're absolutely not making high-end business dude money. Well, I mean, here's the perfect saying too. Like you put in as much as you want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I think in, in fish guiding, you probably put in more, you put in so much time and effort and energy and, and money. Bless you. And, uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it, it, uh, sometimes can feel like it's not rewarding you monetarily. I guess, you know, because you, you live, especially here, you know, and you don't have a second season, you live to do it for that, you know, four or five months at most, but you know, there's 12 months a year. So, I mean, you can, you can fish all you want, Mm -hmm. but if you want to become a guide and be, you know, hone your craft and be good, you have to be willing to be on the water all day, every day, in every condition you can imagine. You got to be that dude that on your day off, you're like, I want to go float. Yeah. I want to go fish. I want to I fish. I want to understand this. Yeah. I want to know it. And you know what? It, it might sound cheesy, but it's going to come at the cost of a lot of other things in your life. Oh, because, yeah. Because, you know. Again, you, like you said, I mean, I've had failed relationships. You've had failed relationships over, you know, and a lot of it's, been towards our drive for guiding it's a full-blown obsession dude. yeah i mean it's it's obsessive nature it's all it's like psychotic behavior it is you're just like you're like it i is. can't i can't no i can't get enough i can't do enough i can't function without it i, I dream about I, it i think yeah. about it like yeah how many times have you have you woke yourself up in the night setting setting a hook oh yeah you're like dude oh yeah i mean it's a it's a or you have dreams of watching fish eat, you know. Like, it's a bad you know, habit. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, it's bad. But so, you know, we, yeah, you can do it and make a balance. But, you know, in my opinion, like you said, it's by design. We make it that way because we want to be out there all the time and be the best. It's not necessarily, you know, yeah, we love fishing. Yeah, we love fishing. And yeah, a lot of it is about the fishing. It, it should be about the fishing. It's, that's, yeah. But unfortunately in our heads, it's about being better. It's about being good. How can I figure out where all these fish are so my clients can catch more it's fish? It's not even necessarily about being better than anybody, but you need to always strive Bettering to yourself be is better kind of what than I mean. you were. Yeah. Never Just better yourself. Never yeah. fall into that complacent behavior. Yeah. We're like, I can go make my, cause there's a lot of guides out there who, you know, don't try anything new. They do the same shit. They know where they can catch a couple fish and they do it. And you know, they catch a couple fish and it's good. And then they, but you look at it and they never advance their careers. But I mean, all right. So we can transition to this a little bit too, but you know, you need 
to be proficient in what you do and you need to be confident in what you do. And that's where the fishing comes in, you know, and doing it all the time and giving up a lot of things to fish. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of, I, I said it a little bit earlier, but like, like I said, you know, fishing is not boring to me, but it's no. like, if I go out on any given day in my own head, I know what I need to do yeah. on this day. So once you start doing that and you know, a lot of people are probably sitting there going, well, these guys, you know, it's all about the fish. It's all about the fish. It's not. It's and not. We, we've talked about it to ends. It's not about the fishing. The fishing is a huge part of it. Obviously, you're a fishing guy. People are there to catch fish. Yeah, that's your people. Are, people want to catch fish. That's the that's the hook of the sales. Page. Exactly, but a lot of it is creating a good experience. And 100%. you know, yes, part of that experience comes from the fish and catching fish. Yeah. And once you're confident in catching fish, then you can start creating this experience and creating, you know, a, a good atmosphere for clients. Yeah, exactly. You, you should be, always have a good atmosphere, but you can be an asshole and catch 50 fish. Oh yeah. People are going to be like, that sucked. That wasn't very fun. I did not have fun. But if you can create this atmosphere that they're on vacation, Hey, yeah, I know what I'm doing. We're going to catch some fish. You know, let's have a good time. Let's, you know, hang out. Let's get to know each other, you know? And, make it their vacation. Yeah. You're going to be in a lot better shape as well. That's kind of, that's kind of one of the nuances though, that you have to learn and you can't learn it any other way, but then by doing it, by doing it is you want to be, you want to strive for not saying that we are, or, you know, maybe some days we are, but you want to be the boat that has the most fun and catches. Yes, exactly. That's what you're looking for. That's the goal. If you can get people on fish and not ride their ass and sound like a drill sergeant, yeah, then you're in good shape. And, you know, a lot of that comes with just having, you know, people person, being a people person yeah. and understanding people. And, like, maybe you're not a people person, but you can put on a show. Oh, for sure. You know, like, you have to put on a show. But to. there's a lot of clients, you know, who who just want to catch fish and you're like, you understand that. And you're some, like, cool. Yeah. We don't have to freaking converse. Some clients want you to hound them. Oh yeah. Some clients love that. And I mean, dude, you can believe me as a fishing guide, you could hound any client. Oh yeah. Because if you look at it enough times, there's always something that you could do better. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it you know, you gotta, you gotta learn people and that only, you know, Maybe you're in the customer service industry. Well, we are in the customer service industry. Yeah, we are. I mean, this is totally what it is. We deal with these people, and sometimes you hold their hands. Sometimes, you know, it's like we got to help you out. But you start to learn people and learn what you need to do in certain scenarios for people. And you, yeah, it took it takes a long time. Like once you have the confidence, once you have the fishing ability, once you have all these things. You're good. Okay, you're set. Now, there's another factor laid in. Now you have to learn who this person is. Exactly. And Quickly. now, exactly, you got to learn it. I mean, we talked about it. Within the first 20 minutes, we can pick up a person and be like, we know exactly who you are now. Because you deal with so many of them. You deal with business people. You deal with rich folks. You deal with poor folks. You deal with people who are old. You deal with people who are young. You deal with kids. You deal with all kinds of people. Yeah from all different walks of life, you never know where they come from. 
and you have to learn how to handle the situation all the time because they're relying on you and they're looking to you. Most, I'd say most people, 95% of people have faith in you as a guide. Yeah. And then there's that 5% that don't and you got to put them in their place and learn how to deal with them. Yeah. I mean, those people suck, but you can figure them out and you can learn how to deal with them. You know, I, I just like to fish those people harder. Oh yeah, exactly. You fish them harder and you're a little bit, you know, a little bit more of a drill sergeant on them. Yeah. But dude, you're not, you think you know more. You can only learn that from doing it. Yeah. So, you know, I remember like first getting into guiding, like there's a lot of times you're like, oh my God, like this is just mentally taxing. You know, like there's definitely that aspect. Golly, like I'm so hard on myself and they're so hard on me and this sucks, you know, like, yeah, this sucks. I can't do it, you know, but like you have to overcome those moments and be like, look, tomorrow's that's the greatest thing about fly fishing. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Fish are going to be different tomorrow. It's completely self-motivated too. You can let that shit bring you down and then that's how a lot of people get out of it. That's how they end up hating it. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I probably love it more now than ever. I do as well. And, you know, every day, like I said, every day is a different day. Every day you have new clients. Every day you have new fish. Every day you have, you know, maybe new bugs. You know, every everything's different. It's a, You can wipe this slate clean every day. Every day. It's not like you're walking into a cubicle and you're like, oh, man, I, I didn't finish that last night. Now i got to finish it today. No. It's all whole new. It's all new and you start from scratch. Sometimes it becomes Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just saying the same things over and over again and doing the same that, thing that, and it I can mean, get repetitive. That but, can get repetitive. Um, but I mean. And it can, yeah, it can be dull at times where you do that every day for, you know, but all that's, summer. But that's when you remember what it is that you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you start to figure out how to change things up. And how to make things better for you because this is the job you chose and you can make your own schedule. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I don't want to jump too far ahead. <laughs> Let me look at the notes a little bit. Um, if you first started getting into it, you know, okay, let's say you did a couple trips, you know, you're starting to figure out a couple things, you know, and you're like, all right, I either want to do this or I don't. Yeah. If you don't get the hell out. If you, mm-hmm. if you understand you don't want to do it, if it's not your thing, get the hell out because you're just going to be a bitter guide and you're just going to ruin somebody's vacation. Yeah, you're not somebody's gonna, time. It's not going to change. No, it's you're going to be the same way the whole time. But if you do want to do it, you need to learn how to promote yourself. And I wrote down, whore yourself out. Yeah, you do. You do. You whore yourself. At one time, I was working for four different companies. Yeah. Do anything you can. Just to get work. That's the thing, dude. That's that's a good point that I had written down. Um, If you, it doesn't matter who you work for, because I guarantee that wherever you're working, there's going to be the company that everyone's like, those are the dudes. Yeah. You want to work for them. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No. That does not matter. What matters is you and your clients on that day and the experience that you give them. Because, dude, if you strive for excellence, and you achieve that in some form, you know, even Definitely. a little bit. Yeah. You know, people take note of that in the guide oh, yeah. community, be, especially owners of businesses that are actually like operating guides. They see that. They see that you're 
decent at what you do. They see that you enjoy it. And, and you're good and with that, clients and blah, blah. And that blah, goes a long yeah. way. Attitude is one of the biggest things. It is. I'd it's say. huge. You know, people pick up on that. People can see how your attitude is just when they pass your boat. Oh, yeah. Or pass you on you a know, walkway trip. And, I mean, I learned as a kid, you know, real young playing baseball, you know, like poker face. Dude. Always have a poker face. Always. And it's the same on the river. Always have a poker face. Don't show anybody your hand. Yeah. You know, because you start letting emotions out. Oh, and man. then your clients feel that. You feel that. Other boats feel that. And they're looking at you like, look at this dipshit. You know, he's freaking out because they're not catching fish or blah, blah, blah. You know, he's struggling. Yeah. I think that the best poker face you can have in this game is happiness. Oh, dude. I mean, if you can laugh everything off. People are going to laugh there's a point, ball, and it's like. There's a point if you're not good and you're just laughing everything Then you look off, like an asshole. Yeah, then you look like an ass. But you know what, dude? <laughs> it's I, true, I'm though. Telling you, man, it's true. There's this thing that Booth said, and he's like, either you got it or you don't. Yep. And uh, that rings true. It does, Every man. Time. I mean, there's. You can sit there and. You know, beat your head against the wall thinking you got it. And as long as you, I mean, dude, you can work hard and do everything you need to do like any job. But the great thing about this job is you don't have to do it. Yeah, you could. You do don't have else. to do it. This isn't life or death to be a fishing guy. It's definitely, you know. You're not going to support your family the whole time doing this. No. You're you, not. You got to put So it's in. not life or death. You can find another job. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do it, put everything you own into it. I think that that's something that you see a lot in this business is people that like to walk the walk and talk the talk, but they don't actually enjoy yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. They like to, you know, show everyone that they're a guide. Yeah. Well, which, hobby guides. Yeah. It's like, you know, you brought it up just for a second earlier, but hobby guides, you know, people, and there's some people do great at being a hobby guide. And basically what we mean yeah. there is somebody who does it for a hobby. They're just like, oh, you know, I could guide a couple days out of the week or I could guide a couple days out of the month. Yeah. You know, and like if if the guide community likes them and they're like, yeah, this is a cool dude, then we don't we don't give a shit. No, nobody cares about that. No, but if you're out there talking a bunch of smack and you're a hobby guide, then yeah, we're going to look at you and be like, dude, this guy's a jackass. You're being, you're being an idiot right Yeah, now. like this, he hasn't put everything into it. Yeah. You know, he got lucky and got a trip this week. Yeah. You know, like... If here's the thing I think about, you know, and I'm trying to stay on, on point here, but, um, or <laughs> going down the line a little bit, but here's the thing I think about is that you do see a lot of hobby guides out there. You do. And you see a lot of guides who work every day. Yeah. But how many of those people do you see fishing every day? I mean, <laughs> not. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. Like who... I see what you're driving at. I agree. Who gets done with work and then goes, I want to go work some more? Dude. And that's... Not many people. That's where the sick that's fucking obsession That's what separates the boys. That's what separates the puppies from the freaking dogs. And that's where you'll find any, any girlfriend you have is going to be like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me with this shit? You just worked eight hours and now you're going to go float for another four hours? Yeah. I am. What's you can either hop along and not say a word and drink your wine and seltzers and hang out 
and don't give me lip, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to be a dick. I'm not a womanizer, but you know, it's like, I mean, and we've done that, you know, we've taken girlfriends on the boat or whatever after we're done floating and fish. Well, and that comes into a different thing. You know, you like sharing but, shit with them. You know, like I remember multiple days and where we'd get off the river and be like, Hey, I'm done working for the day. Let's go fish. Yeah. And you don't see many people doing it. You don't see many guides out there, at least in our area, doing it. Totally. And, you know, I'm not trying to hate on anybody. I'm not trying to I'm not, yeah, no, poke I'm not, it at I'm anybody. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying that it's, you need to be fucking obsessed with that's this That's what, what I'm driving at. That's and, the bottom You know, line. it's like we get on the boat and, you know, I might have just, I remember the one thing, one of the trips I remember most, like just very vividly this year is I remember you running my shuttle. You weren't working that day. I remember you running my shuttle and I was talking to you. I go, man, I'm going to run my rigs a little different today. You know, I'm going to throw smaller hopper and one dropper and we're going to fish water that nobody fishes. We're going to fish shallow. We're going to fish this. We're going to fish that. We're going to fish pockets. You know, we're going to fish shit that nobody fishes. Mm -hmm. We had a good day, you know, and I remember like, and driving up where it was like, Hey, do you want to float after this? Yeah. And I called you when I was done with my trip. I was like, dude, they're coming up for the hopper. Like fucking fishing was great. You know, like these guys couldn't even fish and we were catching fish, you know? And I was like, let's go float. Yeah. And I left my boat. I ran my clients back up. You met me. We ran a shuttle. Boom. Got back on the water. Yep. And it was like, I think I started out rowing. And yeah. I had just rode for four hours, four and a half, five hours. <laughs> yeah. And I started rowing and it's like, yeah, you're working, you know, and we get to drink some beers and have some fun, but it's like, we're still working. We're not out there just screwing off. Yeah. You know, like we're trying to figure out the fish a little bit. And I remember I was like, dude, fucking throw a small hopper and a dropper. And dude, I remember like we were watching fish come out of the woodworks that's that you never. I threw. That's never. If you remember, it's not. No, I threw. I, thought, I threw a big ass, like oh, realistic salmon was that, fly. And yeah, double I remember droppers. now. I remember now. But it was short. You threw it short. Yeah, and that was and, the first time we'd done that. They in a while. were teeing off on the hopper. I remember that. And I remember we switched, I and mean, we were watching big fish come out of the woodworks for that hopper. Yeah, there was a, like one of the first ones that came up for the hopper. Was yeah. A, fucking monster tanks and it was like oh this is sick um and that's when we started throwing drives but like we're working still yeah you know we're fishing really hard we were fishing hard and most people don't you know a lot of guides don't do that but that like you said that's where the obsession comes in if you're not obsessed yeah you know it's gonna be real tough for you to get into this job yeah, no, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not. Because, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, you're not going to make the money that you want. You're not going to have the time to do other shit that you want. No. So it's all about... Well, all I want to do is fish, so yeah. i got plenty of time to well, do and that. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing, dude. So it works out. It works out for us, for sure, you know, but, I mean, the point being driven home is that you need to live breathe eat sleep shit shit fishing (laughs) like that's what it needs to be that's how it is and you need to honestly like just continue to grow 
Always. Always. And continue to try and learn. And, you know, in my, and this is just my perspective on it is like, I always want to be better than I was the day before. That's the exact perspective that I think. And it's not that I need to be better than any other guide on the river. No. I need to be better than how I, I need to better me. You know, being better than another guide is someone else's opinion, not yours. Exactly. So. I need to be better than so who I was. To, you need to sh- like shrug that shit off. Yeah. doesn't matter. You're never going to be the best. You're never. No. Never. No matter what, you where be, you're at. It could be a unanimous opinion that you're the best. But if you're never going to be the best. You're not the best. No. There's always somebody so, out there who's going to be better. So if you can better yourself and grow yourself and learn more about fishing, that's the whole reason we all got into this That's sport. the only competition you need. Is yourself yourself and i fight myself non-stop and you watch me you know i mean you watch me and be like jesus dude what are you doing over there <laughs> and you're like oh, i'm just i got this battle going on in my head yeah you know where i'm just trying to beat myself up about this and try and make myself better and try and figure out different shit yeah but we have we all have it all of us if we're if you're good at it then you need to you need to be that way um you know and once you start Getting on a program and learning the guide business a little bit and how to do it. Yeah. I guess we could go into that a little bit too. I mean, this is your business. For the most part, you know, and we're learning a lot sure. this we've we've learned a lot this year. Yeah. About tons. making this your business. Tons. Because um, at the end of the day you do have to pay your bills. You can be as obsessed as you want, but you're gonna end up broken homeless oh yeah. with no boat and no car. Exactly. So there has to be a little bit of business perspective to what yes. you're doing. And you can't always, you know, we've, we've, like I said, we've learned a lot about it this year, but you can't always be the nice guy to everybody. No. You know, you got to have a business aspect to it because most of us are private contractors. You know, we run 1099 and it's like, you have to take control of your business. It's hard to do with people you like, clients it you is, like. It is, man. It's they tough, will, I mean, dude. They'll work you. They'll work you. They'll, they'll try work to, you They'll over. try to do it for cheap. They'll try to do oh, this. Yeah. The, hey, I mean, what, you know, can you give us a deal? Can you do that? It's, it's like, like, no, man, I can't. I, I, I can't, dude. Because that's, that's and how you know I make what? my living. The first couple trips you do on the cheap, cutting people deals, doing it for free or whatever, you learn, you're like, man, that wasn't worth it. That sucked. Yeah, that wasn't worth I it. I lost eighty dollars in bugs. Yeah. I lost you know, and <laughs> so you gotta be like, look, like you know, like obviously close buddies, yeah, you can float down the river. Oh yeah, but, all the time. You know, if they're smart, they know and they'll give you some cash. Mm-hmm. And be like, Hey man, thanks for your trouble. You know, like and or buy you dinner or whatever. And it's like, but good buddies. Yeah. If it's clients that are like, Oh, what can you do for me here? What can you do for me there? You're like I can't do shit. I can remove you from my black book. Exactly. I can, <laughs> nice. I can erase your name out of my black book. Or I can just put a red line through you. I mean, dude, you... It's business. It is a business. You got to be a little bit cutthroat. As nice and as cool and as empathetic and caring and all that that you can possibly be at the end of the day, you got to look out for yourself. You, you do. So let's say, okay, here's a hypothetical. And you can say what you want here. I'm sure it's happened to both of us. But let's say you take client down. Good day. They like you. It's 
good, you know, you guys have a great time. You guys mesh well, personalities mesh well, everything's good, good fishermen, whatever. Mm-hmm. They go, hey, you know, do you got a card? Yeah, I got a card. You know, here's my card. And they go, well, I'd like to call you. And I'd like to go through you. What do you do? If me, you don't have an out through license. Me personally, I I will say this with 100% honesty. Um, I run them through Gunnison River Guides, yep. who I work for. It's a good call. Um, because... I mean, you open yourself up to a whole lot of shit that you're not prepared to deal with yeah. as a fishing guide if you don't. Um, and you know, insurance, outfitter licenses, all that, you know, they, they're not going to want to wear life jackets. You know, in this business, you can burn bridges real fast. Yeah. And I mean, if, especially, and it's happened to people around here, I'm not going to say any names, but you take a client that's a well-established client with a company, and then all of a sudden you start taking them through them more and more, and then all of a sudden... You're taking them by yourself. Yeah. That company sees you doing that. I promise you that you will be done faster yeah. than you can say done. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then... So here's a good point, too. Then you're out, dude. You got that one client. Oh, that yeah. Ain't, that ain't going to pay your bills. No, that ain't... Pay, you got one person that'll pay you half price. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, what's that like, do for you? Yeah, nothing. A waste of time. Yeah, it is. No, and it's like I do the same. You know, I run people through the shop, even you know, clients I've had for, you know, five, six years. Hey, yeah. go call the shop. Yep. You know, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, look, this is the best way to do it. That also, that also applies to, uh, not forgetting where you came from. Yeah. Dude, you're not hot shit. No, fuck no. Because you don't have all the clients. <laughs> no, you can't run your own show. How many of those trips per year is that company just exactly feeding? like, dude, that's the thing. You know, don't forget where you come from. Just show some yeah. humility. Like do it right. Do it right. Every time. Oh, definitely. There's instances where there's instances where you could maybe take that under the table trip, but that's very rare and very circumstantial. But you know, like and we can put it this way too, you know, like let's say I mean, okay, you can burn a bridge real quick doing it that way. You know, Super where quick. you start taking clients and running your own private trips. Another way to burn a bridge is turn down trips. Can't when you it. first get started you know, and you're working for a company and you want a guide, you never turn down a trip. Never. Ever. And it can hurt you in the long run, but I still hardly turn down trips. You start turning down trips, they quit calling. Because you're a private contractor. They don't need you. You're not yeah. on their payroll. You're not making your salary. Yeah. You got to work <laughs> every day. And you start turning down trips and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I can't. You're done. I'm going fishing. You're done. You're toast. You're toast. You're out. You're not going to work anymore. Yeah. And I've seen it happen to more people, you know, like, I mean, it happens all the time. That's the other tough thing on relationships, dude, is, you know, you get, you get lucky sometimes. You can't make plans. You'll work, you'll work 35 days in a row. And it's like. I like how you say you get lucky and you work 35 days in a row. Yeah. Most people would think about that and be like, damn, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to work 35 days in a row. Yeah, no, you get lucky, dude. You get lucky. What else would you be doing? Yeah. You're going to fucking row that boat is what else you'd be doing. Exactly. If you're really into it. If you're really into it, you'd be on the river fishing. That's what else you would do. Yeah. You'd be fishing. So you might as well get paid to do it. Exactly. You start turning down trips, you're screwed. Go hard or go home, dude. Um, I had a point I was heading after that. Sorry. 
no, you're good. Like you didn't, yeah, I don't know where it went. I had a point I was heading with that where it's like, you never want to cross people in this industry and you never want to like, you need to make yourself very clear on what your motives are. Yeah. And stand up for yourself. Though. Oh yeah, for sure. Stand, know because worth. people are going to push you around and it's going to take a while to know your worth though. It takes a while. I mean, I'm 10 years in and it's still like, fuck, I get pushed around, you know, like it happens. Yeah. It happens. And you're like, God damn, why am I doing this trip? You know, I shouldn't be, why do I get this one? You know, like, (laughs) ah, I can't believe I'm doing this, you know, but you know, and that comes with turn down trips, but you know, I don't plan vacations. Not in the summer. Not in the summer at all. It's like, nope. I, I, I'm not, I, I can't leave. That's a big thing that people don't think about too when guiding is like most, you're on call depending on where you're at for anywhere between four to seven months out of the year, you know, depending <laughs> on where you're at. I mean, it's it legitimately, you're on call. I'd say here, if you're, if you're being realistic, you should look at it six months. Yeah. Here. I mean, you could, Yeah. That's what you trips should, could pop up. That's where it could pop up. And so you're you're constantly on call. Yeah. And so you leave you leave service you leave town. Ooh, not good. Bad news. Yeah, I mean that that can get tough on uh, everyone around you because, dude. I mean, and I mean I I had it this year, where it was like I can't believe I'm sitting around waiting for a phone call. Yeah. You know, and I finally went, fuck it. I'm not doing this. I'm not sitting around waiting for a phone call. And we'd go do something or, you know, go elk hunt or fish or whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden I'd get back to service and be like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, missed one. Missed that, a trip. That happened to me too. Missed like, a trip. You know, I had a I had a, a week where there was like no trips. And I was like, man, this sucks. So I started, you know messaging other outfitters like hey you got work and then it, i swear to god as soon as i did that i was i was getting double booked and i was booked. like god damn it now i now That's i'm in hard, a weird spot man. too like it's really hard and it's like it's hard to dedicate yourself to one company because if you don't have work you need work yeah and all you of a sudden it. you book a trip like you said through somebody else and then that company you work for 95 percent of the time 98% of the time or whatever calls you and they're like, Hey, we got your book for tomorrow. And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, uh, I just was looking for work. And so you, I, I get a big part of this is communicating too. you know, communicating with your boss or owner of the shop. Yeah. Go pee. Um, communicating with the shop, your guide service, your guide company or whatever. And being like, look, you know, let me know before this time, if anything's going to come up because I'm going to find other work, you know, and that's a hard way to put it because they might start giving you work if you do that. But you need to be, I mean, we're all out here to do the same thing. We're all out here to make money and fish. So you need to be honest with everybody and go, look, here's how it's going to be. If I don't get work, if I don't get a trip tomorrow by 5 PM, I'm going to book another trip. That's the way it's going to go. And, you know, people don't like that, screw them. You know, because there's a couple couple companies around here, you you branch out and start working for other people, they'll kick you down on the list. Yeah. And they're like, nope, 
he's last to call. Yeah. Don't they're, call him. They're not going to deal with He that. started working for somebody else, even though you're a private contractor. But that's kind of the game you play. It's the game you play. And that's tough. I mean, like I said, I worked for four different companies at one point in time, and then I knocked it down to two, and I knocked it down to one, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was two again, and then all of a sudden it was one again. And, you know, if you're not getting work, dude, you got to work. Got to. And it's like, I've I've done it, you know, and I've done it. I've called bosses and been like, look, I got, I got other work if I'm not booked. And they're like, yeah, take it, you know. And then you're like, ooh, was that like, Luckily, was that passive, you know? Like, I mean, ooh, we're not gonna call you anymore. For the most part, I think that the guys that we work for personally, um, they kind of understand. They're like, they want you to make money, and if they're not gonna have the money for you, then you kind of have to go looking for it. And that's running your own business. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, like we said, you're private contractors. You got to run your own business and you got to make money. Yeah, you have to. And so, you know, in in my opinion, I don't think anybody should be pissed off about that. No, never. I mean, And it's hard negotiating all that where you're like trying to put it in your calendar and like, I don't use my phone calendar, you know. I use ever. paper. I use paper. I'm old school. And I get the calendar out and I start writing shit down. You know, once trips start booking, I start writing it down and phone numbers and, you know, blah, blah. All right, book this day, book that day, doing this this day. You know, like that's the way it works. And, you know, most people run it that way. But, you know, it's it's tough because you could ruin a lot of shit if you do it the wrong way. Yeah, you have to tread lightly for sure. I mean, it's. But you learn that as you go. And, you know, we're trying to help everybody. Like, I mean, this podcast is about, like, you know, if you're just starting out guiding. I think it's probably more in what we're saying is a little more in depth than any answer I guess I've ever heard to this question. Because I went looking for that answer at one point. Yeah. And uh, you typed in, what is it? How do you become a guide? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you're not going to get this everywhere. No. I think this and is a lot a, of people don't go in depth on this, on even in their articles or whatever. I think that you know maybe this is a little bit of a unique perspective. It's not that we did it the only way. You know, obviously no. there's two different ways of talking right now. But I mean, there's one common theme that you'll probably hear from every article, everything that you look at, is uh, work your ass off and uh, be out there. Yeah, every day, all the time. Um, you know, and it, and I said it already but if it's not for you it's not for you and also take every opportunity dude you're not too good no you're not too good for don't any think you're better than anybody else there might be an outfitter not. that's on the low on the totem in your area they're gonna give you a trip dude run dude, that trip you are you know and pardon my language for this but you are a little bitch mm-hmm. for a number of years that's just how it is and you know at times, I'm still a little bitch, you know? It's like, man, I'm doing bitch work, you know? Like, Whatever, here I am, you know, but it's work. And that's the way it's always going to go until, you know, maybe you're 20 years down the line. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't an easy thing to do, and it's not easy to get into. That's why, you know, that's why we're talking about it, but it's not easy to get into. These are steps to help and, you know, tips to help, but... You know, be... I mean, there's a lot of moments where you're just down, 
And you're like, this sucks. And I mean, I still have them. You still have them. Yeah. You know and I mean? It's just like, dude, this is a bummer. You know, I can't believe this is going this way. Yeah, it, it, it can... Uh... It can play your emotions. Oh, it eats you harder. up. But I mean, that's if you it's, weren't if you weren't obsessed over it, then it, I guess it wouldn't do that to you. Exactly. And I mean, like we said, you can quit at any moment, you know, and find another job. Yeah. But you know, people are going to see that. Employers are going to see that that you care about things and you care about your clients and you care how everything went. And you're concerned and you're, you know, you're worked up, you're stressed. Like people see that and they're like, man, this guy actually really likes this. Like he wants to be good at it. You know, this is kind of like a side thing. There's not really a segue to this. It's all good. (laughs) So there was a trip that I did this year um, with like a veteran guide for the company I work for. And then, you know, there was a, there was a newer guide on the trip. It's three boater, super new, super green. And, uh, after the trip, you know, it all went decent. I think, uh, I don't remember how those other guys went, but it, it was okay. But we decided to go get a beer after. And, uh, the, the newer guide immediately, he's talking to us and he's just like, He's like, they wouldn't fucking do what I said. They wouldn't cast like this. They wouldn't blah, blah, blah. Just being like super bitter about the whole thing. Like like it was going to gain him some kind of points with us. And it was just really weird to see like the attitude that he had. And he'd yeah. not, not been around, dude. And there's definitely crusty guides. But if you're that green and you got a crusty attitude trying to get points, yeah. I promise you that will never it work. Won't ever like dude you're in the business of getting newbies to catch fish so you better recognize that that's what you're doing and don't bitch about it no i mean you can you can bitch about it a little bit i mean we bitch about it and we've done it on this podcast we've bitched about it but we've made a lot of jokes it's not the way to make a good impression no it's not with your employer or somebody that's got a lot of pull with the company or yeah more experience over you or it's like dude they don't want to hear that and you know this can segue. We can make it segue a little bit. You know, like you have to find a way to make people do things your own way. Not every way is going to work. Yeah. Not, you know, not what everybody else is going to do works for you. You have to find your own way to connect with the client and make them listen to you. Yeah. And some, you know, honestly, yeah, you sometimes you get those people that just don't want to do it. I feel like a lot of guide personalities, um, what I've noticed is like a lot of guide personalities are, they're they're big personalities. Like you ever notice that? Like what do you mean? Like they're swinging dong? What do you mean? Not exactly, <laughs> but like you're a big personality. Like if, if you go talk to them, it's like, it's like they obviously have something to say. Yeah. They think this way. About oh, yeah. It. You know, so if you step on a guide's boat, like a lot of times I feel like people recognize this is the captain of this yeah. ship. Well, I mean, and you have to do that. You know, you have to be assertive. You do. Uh, it doesn't because, mean being a dick. Especially on a boat because it could be life or death at times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't mean you need to be a dick, but, you know, you need to be assertive. 
Yeah, you don't have to be a cocky And that's bastard. where that confidence comes in, where, like, you need, to, especially floating, like, you need to know your boat, you need to know everything about it, and you need to be very particular about how things go. Because that's... people will always try and push boundaries. People will always try and do things you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to tell them, nope, you can't do that. No, I mean, you, you can be the chillest dude in the world. There's a lot of guys that are really chill. But you, you'll see if they're good and, like, they've been around for a while people get on their boat and they listen oh yes that's the captain oh yeah and i mean you know i like to think i'm that way you know i like to at times i'm like dude i'm pretty relaxed you know like and you've watched me do a speech and we've done speeches together you know where it's like you go over the boat and everything and like how to fish out of the boat and make sure you don't fall out of the boat here's what you do if you do fall out of the boat and then like you do like a basic speech you know and talk to them And then when you get them on the boat, you go, look, I'm not a drill sergeant. I'm not going to yell at you all day. I'm not. That's not my style. That's not what I want to do. I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. But I will tell you what I don't want you to do. I get that. I get that all the time. It's like people will do exactly what I want them to do. Right. And I won't say much. I'll be like, I'll give them some reinforcement i'm like that's good good yeah. end yeah nice positive let reinforcement let it ride huge. let yeah. it ride and they're like if there's anything that i'm doing that yeah and they always say it at the beginning yeah they never say it at the me. end yeah tell me what i'm doing by if the I'm end doing they're it. like fuck yeah. i'm doing a lot wrong yeah. here because dude i'll tell you when you're wrong every time that's why i'm a fishing guy oh yeah like I'm don't do gonna, it that way i'm not gonna yell at you like, and even when, like, the good clients, too, like, they'll land a fish. Like, you'll net a fish. I'm like, all right, tell me what I could have done better there. Yeah. And you're like, look, you know, I watched you, and, like, I coached you through it, and, like, you did a lot of things right. You know, like, most of it was right. Yeah. You know, and, like, do you want me to be honest? You know, and it's like, sometimes it's like, well, you set the hook a little late. You pointed your rod the wrong direction. You yeah, got your arm your too high. <laughs> you pointed your rod when it started running. Played you it didn't too let long. it run, <laughs> you know? And, like, you start going through shit, and you're like, man, I can't do that. Because you don't want to put people down. No. Because that makes a bad time. It's all about riding lines, dude. It's about, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, positive reinforcement. And be like, hey, that's a good job you're doing. Let me help you here, though. Yeah. You know, hey, this is, I like that move that you just did, but let me help you with this. You know, that was a great mend. Here's how we can make it better. Yeah. You know, like positive reinforcement helps people so much. And if you can be positive the whole way down the river, you're good. Because if they lose a moment of doubt in you, yeah, you're, they lose a moment of doubt in themselves. And then it's all done. And then the trip's over. It's like, well, fuck, we blew it. Yeah, you, you know, like we we lost two hours because you were bummed. Yeah, you can't, you can't. It's tough. And that's recognizing people. You know, we we already talked about it, but you know, like here's a great story. Like, and I think about this one often because this is, you know, this was a a moment in my guiding career where I went, all right, I need to sit down and I need to really focus on something real quick. And basically, I, uh, it was a two-boat trip, um, and fishing was good. You know, we had them figured out. Um, I had a grandpa in the front of my boat at first. You know, I think he was maybe, like, pushing on 80. He was pretty old. Yeah. And then I had his 
grandson in the back of the boat and he was 16. Yeah. You know, so it's a huge age or age difference. Yeah. You know, giant age difference. But both of them could cast and both of them could men. Like the grandpa who was, they're both named Wiley as well. <laughs> Have I brought this up on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Have I told you this story? Uh-uh. No. I don't know if I brought it up, but they're both named Wiley. And so you're talking Wiley Jr. or Wiley the second or whatever it is, Wiley the third, and then Wiley. Yeah. And, you know, we're having a great, like, high water fish. This is two years ago. High water, like, fishing is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. You know, we're throwing the good bugs and we're roping them. <laughs> and, I know you, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know the good bugs. And we're roping them, you know, and I figured out one little bug. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. But I figured out one little bug that was working real good as well. Yeah. Let's just say it's um it's of the caddis variety mm-hmm. and it sits high in the column. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I know the um, one. Yeah. And we're roping them and we're having a great time. And I got the kid in the back and the grandpa up front. Okay. And we're everything's great. So we get down halfway of the float and they go, let's switch. And you know, automatically in your guide sense, you're like, that's a terrible don't idea. do that <laughs> that's a terrible idea yeah you guys are both catching fish why switch yeah like there's no point in switching you're mm-hmm. both catching fish don't switch don't do that and i've tried to express that but we switched so the kid gets up front and we start floating and i mean the kid could cast but he didn't know how far he could cast until he cast <laughs> out of the front of the boat you oh, know, yeah. like out of the back, you're casting a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. And so up front, he wanted to cast a lot longer. But he was casting into bushes. And so we broke off. I think right when we switched, we broke off four rigs. Like thunk, thunk, thunk. And I was like, all right. And, you know, you tie on another rig and you're like, He's going to cast this into a bush. You know, like I can see it coming and he can cast like he's good. But he's thinking too much because all eyes are on him now Mm -hmm. because he's in the front of the boat. So he breaks off one more rig and we're at the water park. And I stop. And I mean, you can stop in the water park, you know, it's public. So I stop and I go, I stop for a reason. I told him, I go, we're going to pull over and we're going to re-rig. And I start re-rigging, and this 16-year-old kid is up front, his 80-year-old grandpa's in the back, and his grandpa's just having a hell of a time. You know, Wiley Sr.'s just having a great time. Yeah. And, you know, I I go, look, man, you know, you can fish. I go, I watched you fish. Yeah, I could use another beer. Um, I go, I've watched you fish. You can fish. You know, like, you're you're a good fisherman. You know what you're doing. You can cast. You can mend, you can set the hook, you know, you can do everything. I go, but look, you're thinking too hard. I go, just because you're in the front of the boat doesn't mean shit changes. I go, you're thinking too hard. And we needed that. Like, we needed a little breather, like a pep talk. Oh, yeah. And, he, dude, he was getting so down on himself and so bummed. And it was like, all right, I'm going to pull over, re-rig, and let's have a pep talk. So I, I talked to him, and I was like, look, man, you know, like, just quit thinking. You know, just fish. Just fish like you were out of the back of the boat, man. You're fishing great. You know, keep fishing. You're good. Don't worry about it. So we get down through the water park. He breaks off another rig. And he's super bummed. 
So same thing, I eddy out and I go, look, dude, chill out. Yeah. Like, chill out, everything's okay. Dude, he's just fishing. Like, everything's going to – and, you know, I, I have these talks with people, but, you know, this kid could fish. And it was like, look, I know your potential. Yeah. So, like, we're going to spend some time on this talk, and it's going to come from me. And, like, I stood up out of my seat after I re-rigged him, and, like, I told him, I go, look, dude, like, you're good. Relax. Everything's fine. It's just fishing. And I told him, I go, you're going to catch a big fish. You're going to catch a big fish right around the bend, man. I can I can feel it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is below psychedelic and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I pulled over. I was like, you're going to catch a big fish. I can feel it, man. Like, rigged him up. And I was like, oh, yeah, these flies are feeling good. You know, like, and giving him the confidence. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, don't cast until I tell you to cast. You know, like, just wait. Wait a moment. Wait a moment. Like, you're going to put in a great cast. You're going to catch a big fish. I, mm-hmm. I, could, I could feel it, you know, like, and just giving him a boost. Yeah. You know, like, hey, man, it's just fishing, but you're good. You can do it. All of a sudden, dude, like, lined him up, and I was like, all right, get ready. All right, put it in. Boom. Puts it in. I was like, all right, big man, big man. Like, water's moving fast. Big man. All right, high stick, high stick, high stick. Raises it up. Hit, hit, hit. Boom. Thunk. And I go, that's a big fish. And he looks back at me, and I go, I told you. Yeah. And I mean, we caught like a freaking seven pound, 23 inch rainbow, Mm -hmm. you know, just a big fat freaking fish. And like the dude was so stoked and it was like, you know what? It was because of those pep talks is because of learning who you are and how to make you better. Yeah. And understanding that it's not life or death. It's just fishing you know like dude don't get bummed like it's just fishing man like i lose flies all the time and i'll sit there and be like shit fuck you know like and be (laughs) cussing but it's like then you sit back and you're like dude it's just fishing yeah it's just money yeah it's just money you're throwing (laughs) into trees no big deal dude like i don't know i maybe lost 40 bucks in the last quarter mile but whatever dude whatever (laughs) you know but it doesn't it really doesn't matter it doesn't because you're out there doing it for a reason and yeah. if you can learn that and you can understand that with clients, we're like, look, it's okay. It's okay if you screw up. It's fine. I screw up all the time. Yeah. I've done some wacky, dumb shit on the boat where I'm like, why did I just do that? All the time. And I do it all the time. You know, I mean, I fish all the time and I do dumb shit all the time. The more you fish, the more dumb shit you're going to do. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, like, I it's mean, because, man, the, man. yeah, the more experience you have, the more dumb shit that's yeah. going to occur. Yeah. You know, and that's the way it goes. But it's like, if you can recognize that in a person and be like, all right, don't get down on yourself. Yeah. You know, and, like, and that happens. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. We're just fishing, right? But I remember, like, I used to get so down on myself when I was a kid. And I remember that feeling of being so down all the time. They're like, oh, my God, I suck. Like, I can't catch a fish. I just <laughs> missed all this. And as a kid, you know, you're going through so many changes in life, hormonal and whatever. Like, yeah. you could start fucking crying at any moment. Dude, you I've could do it. as a teenager over fly fishing. Oh, yeah. For sure. So have I. And it's like, once you get older, you're like, all right, I know where this person's at in life right now. Yeah. Unless they're older than me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I know where a lot of people are at. And you could be like, look, dude, chill out. 
You've never done this before. Relax. That's the thing. Don't be hard on yourself. Kids, kids that are into fishing on the boat can be tough because, number one, they want to impress you. Yeah. Because you're the guide. People look up to guides, especially when they're younger. Kids and women are some of the best, though. Dude. I mean, some of my best trips have been with kids and women. Yeah. Because they don't give a shit. No. But some they'll, don't. They'll fucking catch some big fish. Oh, yeah. Dude, and they'll get into it. Like, once they get into it, like, they're into it. Totally. And, you know, like, I mean, I've had some bad experiences with kids. You know, I've... If they're too young, dude, I've had some kids that I'm like... Oh, yeah. And then you've had some experiences where you're like, God damn, like, that could have went different. I might have just screwed this kid up for fly fishing, and he'll never go fishing again because of some dumb thing that happened. And, like, I can think about it pretty clearly of the one, you know, <laughs> where I lost a rod, ended up having to go get it. Yeah. Helped a boat that was stuck in a wave, you know, had to give an oar. And, like, it was just a bad experience all around. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, at the end of it, I should have went to that kid. I'm like, look, you can fish. It was really cool watching you catch fish. I don't want you to give this up. Yeah. Because you did good. And, you know, everything that happened today, shit happens. You know, like shit happens. Yeah. Just forget about all that shit that happened and just think about the good stuff that happened. You know, like think about how fun it was when you hooked your first fish on a fly rod. Don't think about you sticking a fly rod in a tree, you know, and me being upset that I had to go walk up a hundred yards to go get it. You know, it's like, but you know, you could ruin people real quick if you're an asshole. Definitely. Definitely. I've actually never been on a guided fly fishing trip myself. I mean, I guess kind of. Like, I mean, we, we have kind of. Yeah, but kind of. Yeah. Different. Different oh, than I still what we got do. But I have been on a guided uh like musky fishing trip in the Great Lakes. And that dude, when I was a kid, that's what made me not want to be a fishing guide. Really? What yeah. happened? He's just a fucking asshole. Just like, dude, he was so mean, so had such a shitty attitude, and like just was the worst. And we're, dude, we're trolling. There's nothing to do. How can you be mad trolling? He was brutal. This dude was a nightmare to be around. Even from the from the get go, from the boat dock. And, I, and that's not good. He woke up fucking hungover on the wrong side of the bed or whatever. Something, dude. But I, I mean, I just remember that. I was like, man, this isn't gonna take away from me loving fishing. But I did not want to be around people like you. Yeah. Ever. So what that did to you, did it, did you make you realize when, like, obviously you think about it now mm-hmm. and you think about him as a guide, like, does like, that change how you guide? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't let anything get me bitter for more than, you know, there's, there's shit that happens yeah. where it'll put you in a bad mood. For oh me, yeah. Definitely. But it's like, dude, but if you're you not going to take off, it out on the next client. No. That's ridiculous. Dude, and that's the biggest thing. Like you watch guides take it out on clients and you're like, Jesus. Like, what are you doing? I've seen people that I'm embarrassed doing? for them. Oh, yeah. I'm like, really? Really? That's how you're going to behave? Yeah. Like, dude, I've heard of stories of people 
you know, calling the shop, like, we're done. Come pick us up. We don't want to float with this dude anymore. That's you know, brutal. like, I've heard stories. Yeah, oh, me too. And it's like, dude, you can't be like that, you know? Like, you have to love it to do it, and you have to be all invested. I mean, I think that that would, at this point, in my experience would probably make me more sensitive to that. If I went on a trout fishing trip and somebody was a serious dick, I would, I would be We're like, going to do one. I'd be like, dude, let me out. Like I'm We've talked about it and we're we're gonna do it and we're gonna book we're gonna book a guide. That'd be that'd be fun, dude. We're gonna book a guide and actually book, you know, like you know, honestly we don't have a lot of resources where we get free trips everywhere we go. We really yeah. don't. No. Like, I mean we don't. We don't know a ton of people, but we're gonna book a guide. It's gonna be interesting to try to find when we can Exactly. <laughs> when we can do it, money-wise and everything, too. And not during the work season. Cause but maybe in the fall. Like, maybe we'll just, like, call a three-day weekend. Yeah, I'm going to book with the people I work for. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to book through them and pay them. And I had some buddies who tried to do that. They came up here and fished. And they're like, oh, we're going to call and book you. I was like, dude, that'd be the dumbest thing on the planet. Like, why pay for a fishing trip when I'll just give you one? We've been doing this for years. Yeah, why? Like, why would why would you call and book a trip? I'll just give you a trip. Yeah. Like, let's just go fish. Like, yeah, I get to fish too. But like, they're like, well, we wanted to clear your schedule so that like you didn't have to work, and so we just book you and pay for it. And I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah, do that. But <laughs> you know, like, that's a pretty smart idea you guys are pretty smart <laughs> but i'll just give you a trip like let's That's just go funny, fish dude. yeah and they told me that and i was like dude you guys are idiots like <laughs> you guys are idiots let's just go fish you know like you don't have to book me but we're gonna book one so here's our idea we're not the best guys on the planet we know that you can never be the best but you know obviously all guys think highly of themselves um but I think we have a um, an idea of how we'd want a trip to go yeah. and how we think it should go, you yeah. know, according to the way we guide and the way we think and blah, blah, you know. Yeah. So we're going to – one of these days we're going to book a guided trip. And we've talked about it numerous ways. We're like, oh, do we get two boats? <laughs> you know, should we get two boats? Or do we do one? Because it's going to be a massacre if we get one boat. Dude, it'd be sweet to have one. But. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. It'd be pretty entertaining if we got one boat. And just be like, yeah, dude, you know, I'm like, don't, we don't have to tell them we're guides or anything. We'll just walk into the situation and see what happens. You know, like we'll call them and be like, how's the fishing? You know, like what's a great day to go? You know, when's a good time period to go? All right, let's book it. Put down a deposit and book it. And then we show up. Yeah. And like have our shit, you know, like just in case. But like, dude, well, let's fish your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, rig my I'll, rod, dude. I'll lose your flies. Yeah. I don't need to lose mine. You know, like tell me what's working. Let's, let's fish your flies. And all of a sudden it's just like a fucking hammer fest, dude. Just, he's going to be like, oh shit, I did not expect this. <laughs> I feel like we should show up in, like, jeans. And cowboy boots. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But wait in our cowboy boots. 
You know, like <laughs> go waiting in our cowboy boots. Yeah, I'm in, dude. Let's oh, show up in man. jeans, cowboy boots, ten gallon hats. Mm. Yeah. And like just fuck with the dude until like we start fishing. I'm gonna bring like a six. Like, well, I just bought weight. this new Patagonia pack and I put some flies in there. I wanna check it out. Yeah. I'm gonna fish my flies. <laughs> <laughs> Buck, you ever seen this one? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it works. And uh, just thunk, 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 thunk. <laughs> Man, it's pretty good. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> I'm not going to show you what it is. <laughs> you know you know how entertaining that would be? be but, like, what if, we've talked about that. What if you get a bad guide? How bummed are you going to be if we You're get gonna a bad know. guide? You're going to know. And you, you would be bummed to pay for that. It would be a bummer. Just like but a, then you go do a podcast about lily, it. A lily dipper. <laughs> you were like, all right. So here's the deal. We're fishing guides and we run this podcast. So <laughs> let's talk about how shitty this dude was. No, that'd be messed up. That'd be messed up. That would be messed up. But you know what I mean? Like it, it would suck if you got a bad guy. Yeah. But that's what people have to deal with every day. They don't know if they're going to get a bad guide. Yeah, that's where return clients come from. Exactly. Like, you know, you if okay, here's another point. We're, we still got to talk about the guiding aspect. Like, to build a black book. If, what I mean by black book, I mean, you know what I mean, but for everybody else, like, build a black book in your calendar or a notebook or whatever and write down every client you have, write down all their information you possibly can. And do it right. You know, if they're good clients, you know, like put a black dot next to their name. Something. Don't, you don't have to, because if somebody gets a hold of your book and they're like, oh man, it's like a diary. You're like, oh, I was a shitty client. He wrote down shitty client, bad tipper. <laughs> Just put a black dot and have a key in your head. You know, like black dot means they're good. Red dot means they're bad. Whatever. You know, and build a black book and because you never know when something bad can happen to either the shop you're working for or whatever. And like everyone does it. It's not a bad move. I'm not saying like steal clients. I'm not trying to say that. Don't steal clients from your shop. Yeah. What I'm saying is build a book of clients that you like to work with. And all of a sudden they'll become your clients. And still run them through the shop like we talked about. You know, run them through yeah. the shop, but they're your clients. And, you know, make, you know, and keep in touch with them. Definitely. Because that's what builds your clientele. And that's how you can get work 100 days out of the year. You want that guaranteed work. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the best things you can do is build a black book. I think that any successful guide would tell you to do that. Yeah, and all of them do. They might tell you, they might tell their, you know, their employer differently. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I don't have a black book. I don't do that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I don't do that. Yeah. Everyone knows we all got black Worked for a place that was oblivious to the black book. Really? Mm-hmm. You know where. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were oblivious to my black book, too. I mean, no, they, <laughs> that was, and it's funny because the people that were there when, when you were building your black book there, they should have known. They should have known what I was At doing. At the end of my tenure there, those people hadn't, they were, they, 
They didn't yeah. know shit about anything. No. About boats, about guiding. And, you know, like, that's a perfect example of why you would build a black book. We don't need to say any names, but we both worked for a shop at one point in time that was kind of, you know, we could see it was a failing shop and it was losing clientele and it wasn't doing well. Um, and when I worked for them, you know, I used to work a lot for the shop. I mean, I'd work seven days a week, you know, for four months out of the year and it was great. You know, you'd make a ton of money. It was awesome. But the whole time I was building a black book mm-hmm. of clients that, you know, were, I liked and were good and tipped well and blah, blah, blah. You know, like most times you want to fish with people you like, you know, even if they tip well, you're like, I hated that guy. Yeah. I don't want to float him anymore even though he tipped well i don't want to float with him so i built a black book you know basically of good clients that i liked and i got a hold of clients you know when this shop kind of went through a man managerial transition and an owner transition yeah and i basically took my black book and i went look here's what i'm doing come with me or not up to you yeah and i took a ton of people that i liked that were you know that i liked floating that i liked fishing with that's kind of the gamble i think you have as a as a business owner maybe is like dude if you give these if you give your guides clients there's the opportunity that they don't give a shit about anyone else there but that guy that they went but here's the thing you got to realize as a guide they're not your clients it's true they're not your clients until you make them your clients. But then you have clients that are your clients. Yes. That you meet and yes. toss them. you sell them a fishing trip yourself. But if the way I think about it and the way we've been taught out here, if a shop gives you clients and they like you, they're not your clients until they start requesting you. Yeah, exactly. You can go float with people and, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you're great. Like, still not your clients. Until they request you year after year after year. And like all of a sudden, like, you're my clients. If I go somewhere else, you're going to come fish with me? And they're like, hell yeah. And like, you're my clients now. Yeah. But they're not your clients. Like, you need to understand that. Like, if you get booked with new people at a shop, they're not your clients. No. No, they're the shop's clients. You don't get that opportunity. You don't get that. You got to build your clients. And that's the that's a big thing in the guiding industry is you have to build your clients and know who they are and be able to call those people and be like, I can guarantee trips. Yeah. You know, and like otherwise you're just a private contractor waiting for somebody to contract you out. Yeah. Exactly. Waiting for work. They're not your clients until you make them yours. You build that black book pretty slowly. It doesn't happen overnight. Because dude, you could take somebody out and they can have a ball. And they'll remember you, but it doesn't mean that they're going to come Sometimes. back here. Sometimes they'll call and be like, I don't know, it's a tall dude, lanky, blue boat. You're like, oh, that's this dude. Nah, that wasn't his name. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, you know, like how he had a white truck. Oh, Cameron. Yep. All right. We want to request Cameron. Yeah. No, and you're like, okay, cool. It's kind of weird. Still doesn't mean happens. they're your clients, though. Yeah. Until you make them yours. Mm-hmm. Or it's like I've had clients, you know, that follow have followed me around for the last freaking, you know, six, seven years. Oh, yeah. 
And they're like, no, we only want you. And you're like, these are my clients. And you can bring them to other companies. Yeah, and they'll still you. pay. And they, yeah, they follow you. Those are your clients. Yeah. Once they give up on the employer, because they don't, most times they don't give a shit about the employer. No. Most times, but some of them do. But like once they give up on the employer, once they give up on the shop, where they're like, no, nah, we don't care about them. We care about you. You're like, I got you. You're my client. Yeah. That you're mine now. You know, like, I got you. And that's a big thing, you know, like, if you can build that clientele. It's mm-hmm. huge. And always, always do it as a guide. You know, everyone knows you're doing it. Everyone knows you are. But don't steal clients. So let's put that out there. Like, don't steal yeah, clients. Don't, don't be a dick. Because people do that and they get they burn bridges. Don't Wick. steal clients. Yeah, I mean. Make your clients. Like, if you meet somebody in a bar and you're like, hey, I'm a fishing guide, you know, you should come float with me. That's your client. Yeah. That's your client. Especially if they come back again. Oh, yeah. But if somebody just, if your employer just hands you a client, like, hey, you're doing this float today, they're not yours. No. They're not. Until all of a sudden they're like, hey, let me get a card. Let me have your number. Let, let's do this. Like, yeah, request me every time. Well, that's the other thing about Or it. they're texting you. and be like, how's the fishing out there? Like, you're my client now. Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, a lot of people don't come back just because they don't, they don't come back. They're not coming here to fish again. And so he took them once. It's one and done. Doesn't, they're not going with another guide here. They're not even coming back. Yeah. So he might have showed them a great time, but. That's the other part that makes it hard to build a black book. Is oh, definitely. You know, not every client is every year coming back fishermen. Oh, definitely. They just came back, or they came to fish one time. Yeah. Want to see what it's well, like. Well, let's give a pro tip. We always talk about these pro tips, but we'll give a pro tip out there. As a guide, especially a new guide, here's a great way to build clientele. And we talked about this last night, but... Send, if you can, not a lot of employers will give you all the information for your clients. You can get it, though. But you can get it. You got their phone number. You can get it. Get addresses, emails, everything. Send out postcards, e-cards, river reports, whatever. Holidays are a great time. Send out an e-card, a postcard, and go, hey, and handwrite that shit. Don't be a bitch. Handwrite that shit. Yeah. You know, and be like, hey, I appreciated you give me work this year. I I loved fishing with you. You know, it was a great time. If you can and, incorporate a fish picture in there. Oh, and you incorporate a fish picture. If, if you can of them, that'd be great. That's the one you're looking for. But usually what I would do is I'd just like get a, you know, I'd just find a good fish picture for the year or a river picture for the year and just make a postcard. And then I'd write on the back. You know, hey, you know, Kyle is great fishing with you this year. You know, I hope you come back. I had a great and if you can remember an experience that you had with that client and add that in there and add a personal touch where like, didn't you send that shit off? Holy shit, man. That's where that's a fucking pro tip that's for where your keeping ass. A good black book comes in. You that write, exactly you write down how the fishing was, Dude, what went down. I got no look at all these notebooks sitting over here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got black books just sitting over here. My black book's a, it's a composition book. Yeah, and I I put it in Excel one year, 
you know, and that's a great way to do it. But like, I'm just not good at computers. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'd rather look at it and be like, oh, I remember that asshole. You know, like, oh, this, this guy was a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to send him a postcard. You know, like, blah, blah. And like, but if you can send out holiday cards and be like, hey, can't wait to see you again next year, they're obligated to come. They're obligated. Yeah. Or they'll text you out of the blue and be like, hey, thanks for the postcard. And you're like, new number, who dis? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> rip them up. No, I'm kidding. Um, they like that. But most times you're like, hey, I forgot to save your number. You know, who is this? And you're like, oh, it's freaking Kyle Manahi. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and like, that's not a real name. Don't look him up. I don't know that person. <laughs> Um, but you know, they're like, thanks for the postcard, man. Like, that was awesome. Like, we'll be back again next year. And you're like, boom, I gotcha. And they're going to request you. Yeah. That's a great way to build a black book. And that's a huge pro tip. I can't believe I just gave that one out, but that's a good one. It's fire, dude. I've been thinking about it and I'm like, man, I haven't done that in two years, three years. Cause I haven't had everyone's info. Mm-hmm. Cause remember the shop we used to work out, they used to get at, everyone's info yeah mailing address email address everything and so i'd go in and just go thunk these are my clients i took this year and you'd have a stack of paper yeah and go these are my trip sheets i'm gonna walk away with these for a minute and they'd look at you like okay what's going on there (laughs) and you're like i'm about to freaking take a bunch of clients (laughs) you know and like but don't steal clients i'm not stealing them I'm basically giving them incentive to follow me mm-hmm. is what you're doing. You're giving them incentive to follow you. Yeah. I mean, it could be as simple as a text message. Oh, yeah. On the holidays. No, and like I'm going to go through here, you know, and like before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to go through my entire calendar and black book for this year because I make one every year. Yeah, me too. I'll make one every year for clients. And, like, yeah, I got to go back through them all the time. But I'll make one every year. And in my calendar, like, I'll write down the person's name first and last, phone number, you know, where they're from. And I will put in there, you know, like, most people aren't going to look at your calendar. But, like, it'll be, like, good tipper, bad tipper, you know, blah, blah. And you're like, all right, these are the people I need to contact. Or And I write little notes, by everybody be like oh dude could fish can't fish great person bad fisherman mine has you a, know like mine has a fishing report i usually days. try and do that too that's a that's a great thing if you're just getting into guiding too is like write down fishing reports for every day yeah because then you can look back and be like oh i remember this cfs at this year blah, could be, blah. could be helpful the next year you know, you're like, oh, that works then. It can. It was like this that day. Okay, let's let's. Look. Problem I have is looking back on those because I know I have it all written down. Yeah. Because I usually write all that down in my. I calendar. don't ever look back on it, but it could be helpful. But just writing it down helps you remember. Yeah. Definitely. Just writing it down totally helps you remember how it was. I agree. But let's see if we got any more points to cash in on here. We're at two hours. Um, I'm going to look through a couple notes here. I mean, we've covered a lot. Um, I, I mean, I, 
honestly at this point if you oh, got any well i got one okay actually that i've written down here's a good one for getting into guiding you know find a mentor mm-hmm. you know we've talked about it on the last podcast with matt dodson but find a mentor yeah. you need one um you know don't necessarily exploit somebody and trying to use them for who they are but like find somebody you enjoy fishing with that's better than you yeah find Doesn't somebody you can teach you yeah that's a good that's a good thing i mean it's huge i think in most cases you're probably going to end up with a few different mentors oh for sure but like if you can find one that like you enjoy a lot and fishing with it's fun you know and you learn a lot and like most times like they'll introduce you to other people they'll introduce you to other companies they'll introduce you to other guides or whatever oh yeah and then you got in and you know some people and finding a mentor is huge. I don't need to touch too much on it, but finding a mentor is huge. Um, it's a good move. It is, man. I mean, mentors are great, and, you know, there's not a lot of them out there anymore. Um, so if you can find one that wants to teach you, help you out, do shit with you, fuck yeah, go for it. Yeah. I Hang mean, out with them. Ask learn. questions. Yeah, ask tons of questions. Watch don't, them fish. Don't steal their shit. But yeah, ask exactly. Don't like I said. Don't exploit them. That's not going to do you any good. Is no. to do the same thing they're doing. No, but find you know, your own way. But take but, the tips. Ask questions. Build your own way. Yeah, mentors are huge, um, and you know it's getting tougher and tougher to find them these days. And we talked about that on the Matt Dodson podcast last that. podcast. Go check it out, Matt Dodson. It was a great podcast. That was a good one. Um, go check it out. That was episode, I don't even know right now. Jerking off a gerbil. So, yeah, jerking <laughs> jerking off a gerbil, man. That's how you got a strip, jerking <laughs> off a gerbil. I'm like, oh, I know how to do that. <laughs> I'm very proficient um, at that. I mean, we've, I don't know if we beat this to death. I don't know if we've covered everything, but we've done it. We've talked about a lot of different ways on how to be guide, how to get into it, how we guide. Um, and hopefully this helps. Like I said, we're going to write a lot of this out too. Yeah, a lot of it's I mean, already written out and we're going to post it as a blog on the website. Send an email, post um, a comment. If yeah. You, you know, more questions, you know, yeah, we'll, exactly. Probably won't cover it in another podcast, but I would guarantee you that we'll give you a response. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, we're trying to respond to everybody and give them the best it can. Um, you know, email us at the guided or sorry theguidedtrip at gmail.com um, on Instagram it's at theguidedtrip I'm at cameron.roads Dane over here is at back.cast um, just like it sounds <laughs> it's spelled um, like that <laughs> yeah exactly um, check us out thanks for listening guys we, we hope that we're you know we have fun doing this we're yeah. doing it because we enjoy doing it and we enjoy teaching so yeah um it's good i mean any 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 feedback is good yeah feedback. also we're gonna get a picture of this uh pfo visor yeah that's <laughs> they're good, coming out that's hot here shit. soon <laughs> we're gonna start uh making pfo visors because they're pretty badass Custom. <laughs> <laughs> um it's gonna be badass uh check us out got a trip thanks guys appreciate you listening um drink some beer i gotta yeah. take a piss so I'm calling this podcast. Yep. Let's call it. <laughs>